Hey there, folks. What do you know? It's the Uticast, episode 304. And for the first time in over a year and a half, Heather is awkwardly sitting next to me while I record this, pretending not to think it's weird. We are joined once again by GFOP Mark Simon to talk about his new job and his impending fatherhood. Also this week, we'll talk about uh, COVID vaccinations. We'll talk about local ordinance, about bars and restaurants. We'll also do a very abridged version of history lessons because Heather wants it that way. Uh, we'll talk about the breakup of JLO and A-Rod. We'll talk about Paul Williams. Uh, all of this, folks, and so much more. We are happy, as always, to have you here for a very exciting episode of the Uticast. Oh, yeah. channel i am okay folks uh we teased it you know last week it was supposed to be a surprise but then you know heather how, how many how long would you say how many hours before the show did we decide you weren't coming like an hour like an hour before the show i was trying i'm not gonna tell people why i didn't come though. no you know that's your own business i i told no you to family stuff is always more important than podcasts yeah. you know that rule uh but heather you're back i am i don't remember do you remember the episode you Stopped coming. It's in February, I think. So sometime in February. Mm -hmm. It's been over a year and a half. I know. <laughs> We're so happy to see you. I'm stunned you haven't started crying yet. You cried no. when I saw you in public. Oh, you, were just, you caught me on a very emotional morning. Mm. I saw Sam. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Sam. And then I just saw him and started crying. Mm. I'm like, give him the biggest hug I've probably have given anybody. Not like a, a tear. real human. Not a tear for I me. Was I was not a tear for me when she saw me. <laughs> yeah, but we did not stop talking, mm. which we're good at. So, mm. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the show, folks. It's the Uticast episode three hundred and four, and for the first time in over a year and a half, Heather is back in studio yeah. with us. We're so happy to see you. <laughs> it's been such a sausage party in here. Otherwise, with just imagine. me and Kevin the whole time. <laughs> uh, a little bit of Justin from time to time oh, yeah. during the real lean times. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, always listen. Always Mr. Reliable. Mr. He's always Mr. Six Man. I'll give him credit. He's always got content. Whether or not yeah, I want to talk. Whether or not I want to talk about that content is neither here nor there. But he's always got it. I give him credit for that. Uh, also joining us this week uh, for what may be his last time for a while. Father to be Mark Simon. Mm. So Jill's coming ready. It's he's saying uh, he's saying June twenty second, yep. and then it'll be Daddy Mark, Big Daddy Mark. So we talked a bit about that. I know it's so <laughs> Big Daddy Mark, Big Daddy. Oh, we don't like Big Daddy Mark. He's Big Daddy. Uh, so he's talking about his new job over at Fortis. I uh, just went over there, started doing some healthcare stuff. We'll talk a bit about that. Uh, we'll talk about fatherhood. And then, of course, we had some nonsense time for me and Mark because it's nonsense time. So we talked about Jake Paul and the UFC and golf and dad stuff. And all your like favorite that. things. All your favorite <laughs> things. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> uh, no, we had a good time. It, look, it was a real long conversation because, again, not necessarily sure after the baby comes how often Mark's going to be available to pop in to check in with us. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, we still see him pretty regularly, I'm sure. But, you know, you never know what happens. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Well, I had some quick notes, but I also 
much like last week, I essentially set out some time to talk with you, Heather, because it's oh. been such a long time. Let's just focus the entire show. No, I think we should no, focus the whole I mean, if you want to, I can use attention. It's been over a year. I've just been with the same Taking people. Taking any and all attention. Yeah, I'll take anything. Mm. Well, I guess I guess let's start here, right? It's been a year and a half. How how much public have you been in in the last just, year and a half? Um, just recently, in the last couple months. I haven't even been in a grocery store till like... Three weeks ago. Mm. Were you doing like the stuff for the? Are you doing like I was the, doing the curbside pickup for everything. Curbside. I became the master of curbside pickup mm. for birthday parties for anything. <laughs> I knew where to go. I had it down. Um, but I didn't do that. I haven't gone into a restaurant yet. I haven't. Yeah. I have not gone to a restaurant yet. I'm going to one on Wednesday. The first time I go to a restaurant in, uh, in a, in a long time. I really sit down in an actual restaurant and yeah. eat something. I haven't gone there, and you're the second house I've gone in. I should have cleaned up more for you to come no, over. No, it looks nice. It feels like home still. <laughs> it, feel, it feels exactly the same. Look, everything's, I mean, the wrestling guys, everything's the same. <laughs> like, I never left. <laughs> uh, who did you miss more, me or Kevin? No pressure. Kevin. That makes a lot of sense. No, I missed you both the sense. same. I missed you both the same. I, mean, I thought about you guys all the time. <laughs> Not a single time. tear. Not a <laughs> <laughs> I'm, on ha- I'm on a happy medication now, so like I came in just like... Perfectly happy. <laughs> uh, so I got a couple of things I wanted to ask you while while you're back. Yeah. Uh, so this is still things I asked a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in particular during the pandemic? You know, because you, you and I have talked, we're both a little naturally introverted. So mm-hmm. I think it's easy for us to sort of fall into like not wanting to be out in public. Yeah. But is there anything you've sort of picked up on in your time in quarantine? Anything new you've learned? Any new skills? Anything you've doubled down on? Anything you've gotten better at over this time? Uh, I mean, I've done... I kind of lived my outdoor life the exact same. Yeah. But I, things I change is I take better care of myself. I'm running more. I'm thinking more about me and that I didn't do before. I focus so much on my husband and my son and their well, which you should do, but I left myself out for a while. It gave me a lot of time to realize more about me and things I want and need, and I'm focusing more on my myself now. I mean this in the nicest way possible. Your son and husband do take up a lot of air when I see them. They're they're big personalities. So I think you get overshadowed sometimes. No. <laughs> but no, I'm just I haven't really got in. I mean we're doing we're still hiking, we're still, you know, I've been spending a lot of time with my son and having a good time. But uh, I heard you talking to Kevin in the room. Did you pick up reading? Are you a reader? Yes, I started reading. I mean, they're not the best books, they're like thrillers, but I'm excited at Well night. give me one. What'd you read? What's your th- what's but, the hot thriller? Right now it's the woman behind the window, the glass window. The woman behind the glass yeah. window. Yeah, it's good. It's this is a thriller? This is like a, a pulp thriller? It's, like... a, it's a thriller. Yep. It's, it's this thriller. woman who can't leave her house and just buys out her window on people and sees someone get murdered. Oh, so it's uh, so it's Rear Window? It's rear, rear Window? Is that the Hitchcock one where he sees the murder? It's not that oh, one, but it's something know. similar to that. Okay, I see. So No, I read and I'm less like my phone. I don't use it at night anymore and mm-hmm. I just kind of go to bed and read and like just get away from everything. Uh, and we don't have to get too far into it. Your your son's fifth birthday is coming yeah, up. Yeah, I don't even want to think about it. It's going to be five. And... So my question for you at five is, as again, I don't have kids. I've talked about this a lot with Mark. What are the what are the thresholds at five? What happens at five that hasn't happened yet? I don't know. I have no idea what happens at five. Is that like, that's not kindergarten? No, kindergarten, yes. Kindergarten, that's okay. what it, yeah, I mean, he's going to kindergarten. Right now, like, he's just a disgusting four-year-old that talks about farts, buggers, and buttholes. <laughs> like, he's very interested, in, I'm sorry, he's really interested in farts and buttholes. I'm sorry I say that. I don't know what's cares, but it's so gross. He have, comes into the bathroom. He wants to know about them. Um, he's just a disgusting four-year-old, and mm. I feel it's only going to get worse at five. Yeah. But I don't know what the threshold is. I have no idea what five is supposed to be, except kindergarten. 
<laughs> no, I have no idea what I'm supposed to expect. I just know that he's disgusting right now. That sounds about right for five, actually. That's not that's not too bad. So. I uh, so I started working with this new gig with um, with elementary school. So I'm in the elementary school, and part of my job in the morning is to help out with the kindergarten. I'm there for like 40, 40 minutes, and yeah. you know, kindergarten's a whole other animal. And you know, I mean this in the nicest possible way. A lot of it is less about teaching and more about just being there for the kids, and the teaching sort of happens naturally. Mm-hmm. But I had, I had this terrible experience for the first time. It was Friday, and there was this little girl, and she was crying in the way that children cry sometimes, like that guttural cry where she was like dry heaving yeah. and couldn't figure out why she was crying. Yeah. And I give a lot of credit to like people who do it. It's annoying. Well, little like I was so nervous and so concerned that all the other teachers were like it's fine. Literally, just ignore it. There's no other way. <laughs> There's yeah. no other way to it's handle. It's true, you do. <laughs> yeah, I have to ignore him when he gets like that, and then he pulls himself together. Um, and what else did I have for you? Oh, and uh, I guess this one. You know, a lot of people say during you know quarantine during the pandemic, relationships, romantic relationships have gotten stronger. How do you feel like your relationship? I want to kill my husband. <laughs> like, I cannot wait for him to go back to work. I cannot wait. I mean, like, I just can't wait. I love Zach, but, like, I see him we day in. I have not had one day away from him. Like, if I think about it, I have not been away from him. I need him to go to work. I mean... He knows I need him to go to work. I mean, Kevin never openly says it, but I'm surprised he doesn't hate me more than normal. We've been... You're, I, there's plenty. But you get to go to work or play a band. Do this something. is, this is, I, I've got other places uh, to go that I spend a lot of time. Um, and also, <laughs> this is a target rich environment. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, so you're still, you're still chilling. Like, you're still, <laughs> you're still just fine. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I love Zach. Don't get me wrong. I'm done, though. I need him to go to work and I need, like, my room back because that's there's offices. And when I have private time, I have to go in Kaz's bedroom. Like, mm. that's where I'm, I was sitting here, I have a video of me sitting on his bed eating a bowl of cereal at, like, 1 o'clock. Well, I think it's definitely tougher, Hiding. too, like, we're just coming out of the winter time. It's yeah. one thing if it's the summer and you're like, hey, we're gonna, I'm, I'm just going to take a walk by myself, yeah. Yeah. or we're going to go to the park, or, you know, I'm going to just go out here and you stay with the kid, whatever it might be, but yeah. when it's winter, you're just in there, you yeah. know what I mean? It's we're, not like, yep. you know, it's like you can go to the East Wing to get yeah. away, you know what I mean? But no, he's good. In our relationship, we got through it. it. It does get tough. This was hard on a lot of people. There was no space for a while. It was just you, me, and Kaz, the three of us. Mm-hmm. So we were always together nonstop, and there were great times, but there were times where you were like, I need a friend. You couldn't just go to a friend's house. You know, mm-hmm. you couldn't go do things or have anyone an outlet for anything. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes that was hard. But we're good at talking through things. You know, mm-hmm. I'm very honest if I feel a way, and you may not want to hear it, but... I'm going to let you know how I feel. Oh, that's the only way. So, and no, we That's got, the only way to do it successfully. Yeah. I mean, it's the only way. You have to be open and honest to be able to communicate like that, or else you're literally just wasting your time, I think. I agree. That's what you have to do. I mean, that did suck sometimes, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we can uh, get into the first sort of news story today. Uh, reports uh, from Monday are saying that 25% of the United States is now fully vaccinated as of Monday. Yeah, 50%. Yeah, 50, so 50% is half vaccinated, right? Yes, that's correct. The number... Perfect, but, uh, yeah, 25 yeah. is fully and 50 is half. And we... Welcome back, Heather. Thanks for coming. <laughs> well, uh, well, as I mentioned, this is why we're here. You, you've been fully vaccinated for a few weeks now. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Um, so I guess... And we haven't, I haven't really talked about my story about the vaccination process as well. So let me ask you, how did you feel like your process went? Where'd you go for yours? I went to SUNY Poly. Same. And that was amazing. I 
felt like I walked into like an airport and there was like <laughs> mm-hmm. a guard bringing me to another guard and then it was like the most security like I felt awesome getting it um mm-hmm. so it was a cool experience I got Pfizer which I've had I've also that's the one Pfizer I crew sorry good. I'm all about Pfizer so. <laughs> yeah I'm with you on I'm Pfizer like, crew that's what I got uh I've talked about this with Kevin before, so I'll try not to. He's probably sick of hearing this story. I had to go to the mall for my. Oh, yeah, I, I went, remember when they mm-hmm. had that. I went to the JC Penny. <laughs> well, it was super. I gotta be honest, it was super weird. And uh, first, because it's, it's the most time I've spent in a mall in like ten years. Mm-hmm. Like I was there for an hour and a half waiting. Holy cow! Well, the first. To be fair, getting the first shot, it did. There, it was like an hour in line. Crazy. No, I was there like not long. Well, the second time I went, it took ten minutes. So, like, I, I don't know if it was just they figured out the 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 stuff between one and two, or people were it's just much smaller space, much smaller. And what's wild is they have it sort of set up in there, like you're in like a like a Disneyland dark ride, like you're on Pirates of the Caribbean, like it's all like lined up, and you're going through them all, and like a Great. like, and it really That's is terrible. It's like the worst. It's like the worst Disney ride of all time. Instead of a a pirate cabana where you scroll through and you get to ride boats at the end, you're in the old abandoned shopping mall, and then at the end somebody stabs you, and then you have to sit down for twenty minutes. Like it's a terrible ride. Uh, But I honestly, like, I was, I was happy to go get it. I was surprised the line was that long. But honestly, at the time, my first initial thought was like, well, this is good, mm-hmm. right? Like, I know there's a lot of people in line and there's a lot of people here, but that means that there's a lot of people who want to get vaccinated and yeah. are out here doing it. So, you know, I, I was I was very happy to wait in the hour and a half line. It did not bother me. I was very pleased to go through it. Did you have any sort of side effect at all? I had all? no side effects from it. Even the second one? The second, nothing. Kev, what about you? We talked a little bit. Do you have any sort of major come down from either of them? No. No? No, I mean, my arm was a little sore. Yeah, um, that was about it. My arm was a little I think I felt a little bit tired the next day, one of the days maybe, but I might have just been tired. But <laughs> It's yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get a fever, I'm going to get this, and nothing. No, I was all nothing. right. Even if I did, I mean, I've, I've been sick for a day before. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. Uh, but it is interesting. You know, I, I'm seeing so many more people I know being fully vaccinated i'm noticing a lot of people posting their stuff on the internet i'm not judging anybody but i did not post my stuff i on did the not internet. post mine and i share everything but that was one thing i just i got mine earlier so mm. i didn't it wasn't probably the most appropriate time to share it i think there's something to that because i feel like a lot of people got it and didn't share it because they maybe felt concerned about when they got it yeah i mean i got mm. mine was I just happened to be lucky at the right place at the right time i think mm. that's well i think in new york it was like that for a lot of people yeah it was I, just like I happen, they happen to have an extra one. My husband was there, and he said, my wife's in the car, and they said, go get her. And I said, okay. <laughs> I was not going to argue with him. I don't find that. <laughs> no, I don't think there's anything wrong. Honestly, I think at this at that point in time, especially when people were just starting to get it, the more people getting it, the yeah. better. Especially... It would have went in the trash can. Well, I've read more and more reports about different places around the country where there's just piles and surpluses of vaccines piling up. So, you know, depends on what your accessibility to it, but... So yeah, Heather, you're back. Yep. You're feeling fully vaccinated. I'm feeling fully vaccinated. You're feeling. You're feeling I mean, you're feeling. You're feeling good. And fully <laughs> back. Fully vaccinated. I feel like uh, a fully vaccinated person. Yes, I do. So Kevin, my question for you. What's up? How many episodes before Heather's gone again? It's. Uh, well, she didn't come last week, and it was supposed to. Be- <laughs> you're so bad. I go. I know. I I'm thought it was number one, number one, number one, number one. Monday. I thought. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was a powerful. I thought it was a powerful move. You know, I have a deep, deep respect for Heather and the way she comports herself. Always. I thought it was a power move. I thought it was very fitting. I respect the hell out of it. Um, big energy. 
All of it. It was great. Oh, yeah. It was great. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't have asked for anything better. If they even asked me to come back after this, I'll be like... It was so spot on. It was perfect. <laughs> it was my kid. You can't ever get away with that one. You did say... You... I have to give you some credit. I don't... I didn't tell people this on the air, but... Heather sent me, I would say, one <laughs> message a week, mm. at least, that was like, please don't kick me off the show. Mm. Like, there was some, and then, like... <laughs> and then there were ones where, if you have to kick me off the show, kick me off the show. I totally understand, but I'm thinking, please don't. Because mm. Monday's nights were my favorite. <laughs> much like all the guests who come on the show, I think you're overstating how, like, how much... Like, I'm happy to have you on whenever. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not, like, some demanding well, it, dictator. <laughs> much like all the tears, the messages, there were none. <laughs> Yeah. I wish you happy birthday. I, 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 I think you did. You might have. You, you might have. I appreciate it. I might have answered. I appreciated it. Uh, so yeah, uh, like I said, one in four in New York are now vaccinated. Also, uh, COVID numbers. Uh, we're from WKTV today. COVID numbers are the lowest in New York State since November, according to Governor Cuomo. Our county's doing good too. What was it? Our county's doing. Our county is really good. I was looking at those numbers today. Uh, also, CNY bars and restaurants uh, announced this morning that they are pushing back their curfews to midnight as of today. So you can stay out an extra hour at some of these bars and restaurants if you're going out at midnight mm-hmm. on a Monday. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> to be young. To be young, I know. <laughs> to be young. Uh, I will say I that I kept thinking to myself during this whole period, like, man, we spent this whole year inside. Once I'm, once like I'm able to go back out, I'm going to start going to everything people invite me to. Mm-hmm. Bro, you are never going. And I'm never going anywhere. I'm not going to anything anyone invites me to. I'm immediately going to fall back and be like, oh, I don't know. What is it, Saturday? I know. First... What's it, Saturday at 6 o'clock? I don't know. I'm first... Sorry, guy. i got to relax. i got to work tomorrow, yeah. We got invited to with our friends to a couple breweries like um, two weekends ago. Mm. And the first thing we thought was, gosh can't use COVID as like an excuse now because no. we're all va- they're all vaccinated. And it was like the first mm. time we're getting to go out and see our friends. We're thinking, how can we stay home? How can I get out of this? Like, yeah. I'm like, Kaz is at his grandma's for the night. I want to just sit here on the couch and watch TV all night. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go anywhere. It was fun, though. Don't get me wrong when he went, but I just wanted to stay home. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. It's going to take inertia for people to get back out there. You know what I mean? It gets easy. It's just like even if it wasn't during, you know, COVID times, if you decide to just stop going out or doing anything or seeing people for a year, it's going to be hard to get back into yeah. it. Well, I guess that's it's funny. You bring that up, and I was thinking about it today because I like I saw a picture of some people out at a bar a couple weeks ago. I was like, that seems like a nice group of folks I would have liked to have a drink mm. with. How come I didn't go to the bar? Yeah, I and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, because that would have required you to go down to the bar by yourself <laughs> and hope you were going to run into some strangers, right? You're the, you're the type of man who has an exit plan to leave an event you're not sure if you're going to be invited to <laughs> or not. Like, you'll be like, oh, so-and-so's getting married later this summer. I don't know if I'm going to make the invitation yeah. cut off, but just in case I am, i got to find a way to get out of it's this. True. <laughs> it's true. It's <laughs> true. Uh, I have uh, I have one more COVID-related thing, and we can move on from it. Uh, Pfizer did announce uh, earlier this uh, earlier today that there is going to be a third dose vaccine, likely within a year. Uh, I see a lot of people ups- me up. Yeah, you see a lot of people upset about this. Like it's not just going to be like okay. Give me another boost. Like, I don't know why this is a problem. Because I'm taking it. Give me whatever. Uh, it's the same low information take from folks who probably won't realize you have to take other vaccine boosters, too, for all the other vaccines like that that's definitely the, got. Well, like the flu. The flu's always changing. All sorts of stuff like that. I don't like mind. measles and that. I don't mind. It was I'm easy. Done. No, it's fine. It I think. easy. I really, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, honestly. No, I've, it's not. Uh, have you heard this? I don't know how true this is, too. There's potential... Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, there's essentially potential in the future for it to not be a vaccine, but a pill, theoretically, if they could find a way to make that happen. That makes sense. Yeah. 
Hopefully, that would yeah, be nice. All sorts of things. I mean, they <laughs> constantly, constantly surrounded by technological and scientific achievements that are staggering. Constantly, all day. Long. Constant, all day. It's wild. Uh, all if right. They can make the Wi-Fi in the house work. They can make the the pills work or whatever. <laughs> That's, true. That's fine. <laughs> it's true. I had two other things on the on the quick notes that we never got to. Mm. Uh, so I want to move past one really quick. It's just for Yankees fans out there. Happy retirement to Jay Bruce, who retired from the Yankees today uh, after only 14 games. Signed to the Yankees early this year, played 14 games, retired. He mm. will be missed, I suppose. I don't know it is. Uh, well, there you go. Great. So, sayonara to Jay Bruce. And the other one is uh, the reality show that I caught on this week that I wanted to talk to Heather with about. So, I just got Peacock. Oh, I love that. I just got that app. You have it? You have Peacock too? Yeah. Oh, well, welcome aboard, my friend. <laughs> Come on aboard. And let me tell you about a little show that I started watching called <clears throat> Below Deck. Uh, specifically, we were watching Below Deck Mediterranean, which is a spinoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Below Deck, for folks who don't know, uh, chronicles the lives of the crew members who work and reside aboard a super yacht during charter season. Uh, it shows the crew as they deal with their personal issues in order to make their professional careers work. I got caught into the show real hard this week. I watched like a whole season and a half. Did it, you really? Oh, yeah. We, we watched a lot that one day. We watched, the, there was that episode or two that we got caught on. I didn't know you went back and watched season. Oh, I went back. I needed to see what was nice. happening. I needed to see, I, I wanted see to see the Zach. finale. I do it to Zach. I watch it. Well, I, don't th- I didn't think Kevin was waiting to watch oh, the rest. I, I wasn't that. saving it for him. I was not. Please clarify. But I liked the idea of the show, and I was thinking about what about the show, like, attracted me to it. And I guess it's the idea is, like, you have the yacht, and you have the cast, right? The six or seven people who work the crew. And their characters in their own. But I like the bonus character of the people who rent the yacht. Because on top of the normal characters you see every day, there's always some weird millionaires who show up who are eccentric or jerks or funny. And I think that's like a nice little bonus. I like to see who the people who rent this super yacht are. Hmm. I've been judging them silently. It's mm-hmm. been great. Uh, so I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Kevin, I have a question for you as someone who watched the show. Yes. Uh would you be interested in this kind of thing as a job, as like person who lives or resides on a super yacht during like a charter season? Not anymore, but yes. If I was young, the yes. job looks super cool to go work on like the crew of a yacht in the Mediterranean mm-hmm. for three months in the summer yeah. and make like tons of money, and then you know go do whatever else you want to do for nine months. Yeah, if I was like you know ten, twelve years younger, I'd yeah. love to do it. Now it doesn't seem so appealing. I'm like, oh, you guys are in these little bunks. I'm not like, work. I'm not going to get any sleep. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're, you're in water all the time, right? Uh, yeah, no, I think that's right. Seems like a young man's game. Mm, for sure. Uh, I didn't like the water that much. I'm a terrible swimmer. So for me as a young man, I might not have wanted to yeah, do I this, the right? Water yeah, I like the water and the boats and all that stuff. All that's great. Uh, the other side, would you be interested in being a guest on this kind of thing? Who would say no to that? No, but like if they're going to film you. No, I don't want to be. Well, if you were going on the boat. And they were charting. Would you allow them to film your party? Not if I'm paying for it. Not if you're I'm paying not for paying it. millionaire money to get a yacht in the Mediterranean so I can be documented on film. Well, then you have a lot of money. You just do whatever. Right, but I'm like, why? No, you can't. That's a really Don't good ever point. Take a picture. I, of me. So, do you think all <laughs> these like millionaires who are on the thing? Do you think they're being asked to come do this for the show? I don't know. That's an interesting question. They're not being asked to come, but it's probably like, hey, just so you know, we've got this going on if you'd like to, whatever. So there you go. Below Deck, I watched it. I thought it was pretty good. Heather, it's on Peacock. So if you want to give me a watch of it and let me know what you think, watch a couple episodes, hit me back up. Give me your thoughts on it. 
Uh, and then in my last reality, uh, my last reality show thought is tomorrow. Well, I guess Tuesday night. By the time you folks hear this, it is the finale of Temptation Island season three. That. Hey, if you want to come over tomorrow night, ten o'clock. What are you watching it on? I'm watching it on the USA Network. Oh, because Google whatever. won't let me watch it. Oh no no no! I got I got my ways. Your boy's got his ways. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. So, so I'm okay. looking forward to Temptation Island finale season three. <laughs> Uh, you really? <laughs> I haven't seen any of Temptation Island. I love Temptation very... Island. It's, it is the stupidest it show. It is so bad, but it's so addictive. I've said it a million times. I like any show where the music tells you specifically what's happening at any second of the show. It's just got a lot of songs that are like, You're not gonna tempt me! It's, like, it's got a lot of tracks like that. It's got a lot of like, Love in the trees! It's like, oh it man. Is, it, it is like that. It's like they wrote the it's, bumper music for the scenes. Yep. It's really... You exactly say the same thing about the music. It's really good. It's my favorite part of the whole show. Uh, Alright. <laughs> That's you it. You should start writing songs for the show and just you send should, them you in. Sh- you should do that. Like, just send in shows and send... And with, like, increasingly, like, ridiculous contextual clues. Like, hey, this has been a song called It's Not Cheating If We Don't Touch. Can you guys use <laughs> Yo, this? Yo, it's true. Or like, hey, this is my new song called I'm Here for a Good Time, Not a Long Time. Uh... So, uh, I have some other... You've really been wasting the energy during the I know. <laughs> so, I have a couple other local stories uh, that are not COVID-related. <coughs> One of... <coughs> pardon me. One of which... Are you feeling fully vaccinated? I'm totally good. Uh, One of which is the Utica Comets might no longer be the Utica Comets. What? A lot of rumors coming around. Local media... Change uh, the team name? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. some talk about them... Going back to the Utica Devils. Kevin, Heather, you guys remember the Utica Devils, I would I imagine. Do mm-hmm. you find that to be an upgrade or a downgrade? That's an upgrade. You think Utica Devils is an upgrade? It's a clear upgrade. I don't care. Um, mm. <laughs> Fair. A great point. An astute I like, point. I mean, I'm, I'm good with the comments or whatever. I don't know. They, either one, I'd be like, whatever. It's good. I'll go. You know, part of me would say the Devils is like a super upgrade. I love the Devils. I gotta say, I feel like the comments have kind of like... Uh, They've kind of like cornered a little market. I, it, yeah, it, it will be I sad see. for some people. I don't care enough about the comments. Yeah. Right? I'm sure there are people who really like the comments who've been super invested. Kinda, for sure, for sure. Who are going to be post. disappointed. Right? Yeah. Uh, but for me, growing up watching the Utica Devils, this is, feels like a this feels like an upgrade for me, personally. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, that's it. That's all I got on that one. Oh, okay. Uh, and then we need to talk about this, which is something I was going to save. Uh, it was first reported earlier this week that... Rainbow Young was assaulted on April 16th on Varick Street. Uh, it was assaulted about 5 a.m. Uh, as of 9 p.m., a GoFundMe account, which had been set up for Rainbow, has raised over $6,000 for him. His donations mm. keep pouring in. Uh, although he was not seriously injured, uh, his accordion was destroyed, which is what sparked the fundraiser. Uh, so shout out to uh, Mark Diorio, who created the GoFundMe campaign, and to Mark Bolos, Mark Bolos Jr., Big Apple, who loaned Rainbow an accordion to use until his new one is delivered. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, who's jumping Rainbow? Terrible human beings. Idiots. Shame. They're, they've been out there every summer. Really? They've been out there every summer. Yeah, of course. What is there's it? A new, there's a new crop of 21, 22-year-old idiots every year. Oh, every year there's a new crop. Are they from here, the ones? Did they find out who did it yet? Probably not. I, college I doubt they will. I mean, they're not going to find out whoever it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless how they were directly. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Terrible, though. Like, Rainbow. That's mm-hmm. sad, though. Such a nice dude. Like, five anybody... years ago, somebody smashed up his guitar. Oh, that's right. Yeah. God. I forgot that. Yo, one of the nicest dudes. Just leave this man alone. 
Leave him be. He's he's a positive sight for folks to see. I like seeing him out there. Honestly, lucky it's like kind of quiet season, or I don't know where it happened because I couldn't imagine somebody trying to like mess with that man on a busy Thursday down there yeah, in the corner no. in front of Lukens. Like right? that's not gonna go well for that's that person. So sad I don't though. Think. I couldn't imagine being like that. So yeah. Uh, so shout out to Rainbow. We hope he's doing all right. Yeah, man. There's there's no reason to to terrible stuff like that to anybody. That man's not hurting a soul. No, not at all. Uh, all right. Okay, you guys aren't going to care about this at all, but this is really is important. Soccer? Kinda. Okay. It is, but it's really important to me. Okay, okay. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta this okay. is a big one for me. I wasn't going to get into this. This is uh, in place of the Diego Maradona Big Energy Award, which I'm not giving out this week. Uh, you've been gone for a while. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I need to talk about Liverpool for a second. We've talked about this a million times. My favorite soccer team. I started watching Liverpool in 2007. Uh, I was living on Thomas Street in that crummy apartment. Me and my buddy Dano would watch Liverpool and Manchester United on FSN. I've been a big fan of Liverpool ever since. And a big part of that was the Champions League, which is the league where the top four teams in every country send their representatives to determine who is the best team in all of Europe, the best club team in all of Europe. And if you're the best team in Europe, you're ostensibly the best team in the world because that's where the best soccer is played. Sorry, Brazil. Uh, it was announced on Sunday that 12 of Europe's largest clubs will be breaking away from the Premier League to join their own Super League. Uh, AC Milan, Arsenal, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Barcelona, Internacional, Juventus, Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United, Real Madrid, and Tottenham Hotspur have all joined as founding clubs. Uh, as part of the move, all 12 clubs are expected to resign from the European Club Association, the, the uh, body which brings together 246 major clubs with immediate effect. Sources have said that Arsenal was left... Uh, sorry, I'm going to move past that. The remaining 14 Premier League clubs will hold an emergency meeting on Tuesday, but the six clubs who have decided to leave will not be invited. Uh, this has been met with widespread anger, frustration, annoyance, protests from soccer fans all over the world, particularly in the homes of these major clubs in England and Spain. I hate this so much. This gives me... There are very few things in the news in the post-Trump era that, like, really bring, like, deep pain and vitriol in my heart. Uh, like, I love Champions League soccer. I loved watching European soccer. I loved all these teams. And this is essentially, let's take the biggest teams from all these divisions, remove all of the quality you need to get into the Champions League, and let's just take the most popular teams and start our own league, and they'll always be the teams that are in it. It's going to be just like the NFL. No more relegation, no more teams fighting their way in. Just here's the most popular teams, make the most money. Everyone else can go screw themselves. I hate this so much. To the point where I'm not really sure what it means for me watching Champions League and watching Liverpool going forward. I'm really upset about this. Mm. And I really, really hate it. I'm not saying I'm going to give up on Liverpool as a club, but I hate this decision so much because of what it means about the game and what it means about the principles of the game and how every team has an opportunity to work their way to the highest level of competition. And this essentially spits in the face of every other team who's ever struggled to make their way up to the top. And I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it so much. Oh, my God. Okay. Passionate words. Yes. I'm very, sorry. Very, passionate very, words. Very. I, too, hate it. I don't know about it. I'll hate it. it for you. I'm into it, though. Yeah. I hate it. It sounds Whatever bad. Whatever I need to do to help. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. There was, do do? I don't know. There was something, <laughs> I don't know. There was just something very 
pure about the... I don't say it's not. It's all corporates and all terrible. But, like, I liked the idea that, like, any one of these teams, you could pull yourself up and, like, fight your way up to to a, to the champion's level, the highest level of sport in all you the world. You, too, could sell your club to an oil murderer. You, too, <laughs> can sell your club to an oil billionaire. Uh, yeah. Again, fans all over the world are very mad about this. I hate it. I'm really upset. No big energy award this week because Tough of it. Tough to wrangle in an international game. Tough to figure out how you're going to stack the leagues when people are playing from all over the world and mixing it up. I just don't... Like, here's the thing, right? Like, what makes Liverpool, Manchester United, Chelsea, these are the best teams in the world, is they have to go out and maintain that level of excellence. If they don't, you pay the price for it. This essentially mm-hmm. removes that price. It doesn't matter how good you are. You're just the most popular. It doesn't matter whether you're the top team in your league. You just sell the most jerseys. Piss off. I hate this. Mm. I hate it. hate it so much. Uh, I'll tell you something I don't hate. And that's our our guest, Mark Simon. He's back. Uh, Mark Simon joining us here this week, talking about his brand new job, working for the Fortis Healthcare Group. He's also talking about the very, very soon to come arrival of fatherhood. Big Daddy Mark, he's here. We talked about fatherhood stuff, about what his changes have been with work, what his changes have been preparing for fatherhood, and what he thought of the celebrity boxing match that happened this week featuring YouTube celebrity Jake Paul. All of that and so much more with our GFOP, Mark Simon. The dress shirt on, you got the tie and the tie tag, yeah. and you're freshly shaved. Yeah, I, uh, I traded the beard and the uh, and the hoodie for a uh, for a tie and and <laughs> dress pants. It's funny. I'm, I've been back <laughs> to work for I think this is my sixth day. Oof. Right. So uh, last week, all of last week, and then today's the first day back the mm-hmm. week. And uh, you know, I had to get back to. I was like, ah oh, man, I can't just I can't just be wearing sweatpants and, uh, and like a t-shirt yeah. and jeans all day, right? So I had to go back to wear like real clothes, and it really, really, you know, like crystallized sure. how out of shape I am over this last year. Yeah. I was like, man, I, my pants are not looking good. Yeah, yeah. No, I um, I'm, I, I said when I when I started to have to switch from just kind of like just just getting pants on, period, to go to go to work at the zoo versus like having to wear pants that like. Yeah, we're dressy. I found the I found this uh, these Lee Ultra Comfort pants. They yeah, got, oh like, yeah. They've got like the the sweatpant waistband. Because like, yes, we're only thirty six years old, but I have the mindset of someone who's in his fifties. And, yeah, yeah. And like, I'm gonna wear sweatpants as often as possible. So I found dress pants that have sweatpant waistbands. So let me give you this moment that happened to me last week, and I think you'll appreciate this. I. Um... You know, I was visiting my stepdad before him and my mom were going out to visit my aunt this week. They're out uh-huh. of town. And uh, I had ordered some some new pants for work from the Amazon Essentials collection, right? Just <laughs> just gray slacks, right? Gray work slacks. I tuck my 
shirt into it, you know, cardigan because I'm a teacher and me also. Yeah. So you was a teacher. Uh, you as a teacher, yeah, <laughs> me as a teacher, yeah. Uh, so I come in and my stepdad looks at me and he goes, "Man, I like those pants. Where did you get those pants from?" And I go, "They're from Amazon." He goes, "Wow, really?" I gotta get me a pair, and I go. Well, you might as well take these because I'm never wearing <laughs> never them again. These again. <laughs> this is the end. You know, it, 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 it's it's very ironic that how 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 many years now you've been doing this the Unicast? Four years? Oh man, longer than that. We're talking. Well, I think we're into year five. We passed your five year anniversary this year. Okay, so we're getting so, into six theoretically. So I did my first interview with you. Early, early on. Way early. Way early on. Way early. And, and we're sitting here, you know, bullshitting about everything, drinking <laughs> beers, you know, whatever. Now we're sitting here drinking coffee, talking about our talking about our pants. Well, as you it's, noticed... It's very thrilling. As you noticed, I immediately changed into sweatpants the second I got home. Because although I do pull it together in public yeah. most of the time... Well, not most of the time. People see me in the weekends, they're like, are you homeless? Are you a homeless man? Listen, you spend a lot of time in public with Justin Parkinson. I think you're fine. I, as far I as try as not goes. to spend time in public. With, well, you know, the only places I go in public with Justin are the golf course, right? And he usually dresses up for the golf course, which is a rare yeah, thing. Yeah, he, he, put, he puts on his, his his dress Crocs instead of his patriotic Crocs. It uh, really makes a difference. That's true. Yeah, it's patriotic. Yo, can we talk about that for one second? I was going to do the intros, but now yes. you just brought it up. I was having a conversation with the with the folks at work about this, mm-hmm. about like how Crocs are like now actually cool and yeah. not like ironically cool yeah. or like fringe cool and i still can't buy in for whatever reason like i can't commit uh, going back to what i was just saying before like yeah like i'm 36 but i have the mind of like a 50 year old yeah, i yeah. like crocs because they give me great arch support mm-hmm. and my feet don't hurt mm-hmm. i can just wear them around and do whatever but also and, and and i think you'll find this a nice segue into kind of the intro and you know whatnot <laughs> is that i'm finding that a lot of medical personnel are switching to the crocs that don't have the holes in them just like the clogs yep. Yep. And um, yep, yep, yep. it's uh, you know I don't I don't spend any time in the hospital or with medical professional face to face, but just from kind of seeing them on the job boards and you know Facebook and stuff like that, like the 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 holeless Crocs are uh, are big. Well, the holeless Crocs were big in the restaurant industry when I worked in New York. That makes sense. That was yeah. hot. But then there were also fools who would wear the Crocs <laughs> with the holes on them. Idiots. And it's like, well, you're going to make a mess and your yep. feet are going to be gross. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about that. I had a lot of stuff written down. As usual, instead of like doing uh, segments for, yeah. for recurring guests, I just wrote a bunch of things down bunch on of, paper. Bunch of thoughts and just thoughts and things. What comes up. Uh, so let's start here. You, uh, you started a new job. How long ago yes. now has it actually been? So I started uh, end of March. So I've been with my new company, Fortis Healthcare Resources, for about a month now. Um, so I am a healthcare recruiter and a lot of people are not totally sure what that means. Um, but, uh, especially during the height of COVID is that, you know, there was a ton of shortages for medical personnel, uh, healthcare Mm -hmm. providers. Uh, so, you know, my company has been around since, uh, 27 years now. Yeah. So, you know, travel nursing has been a thing for a long time, but especially this past year, like, you know, our company, our company, as well as countless other agencies were, were really integral in providing the personnel staff that these hospitals and medical centers needed and um you know at the same time you know provided a extremely above average income for yeah many 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 healthcare providers now i gotta ask you you, you essentially jumped into this job during the pandemic yeah. did it feel a little bit like jumping in like all hands on deck head first or so when when i when i started my job last month um you know almost almost about a year mm-hmm. since the pandemic started almost to the date um 
things had started to kind of come down a little bit and started to chill out a little yeah. bit. But I will say that just like being a barber, people will always need healthcare professionals. Certainly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And healthcare professionals <laughs> will always need assistance in finding the best jobs for mm -hmm. them. And because, like, if you live here in Utica and you're looking for a job in California, it's very difficult to do that yeah. without some sort of intermediary kind of facilitating and, and getting you and negotiating everything on your behalf. What would you say is like, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of obvious ones. What would you say is the biggest single change you've noticed going from the zoo to more the healthcare profession? Um, I mean, yes, there's a lot of obvious ones, but I think the most important one for me is my mindset. Mm, um, interesting. Because working at the zoo, you know, there's a, there, it, it's, a, it's a labor of love. It really is. And, yeah. and I, 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 I love the zoo with all my heart. I, I definitely miss it on mm -hmm. on different days. But working for a nonprofit zoo and working for in what is essentially a sales environment, yeah. your mindset has mm -hmm. to be completely different, yeah. and you need to maintain your own personal discipline because I'm basically at at the end of the day, I'm basically running my own business, and what I choose to do with my time during the day is yeah. pretty much up to me. I don't have anyone who's going to like come and say, hey, what are you working on? Or, you know, yeah. you got this now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's just kind of I do what I do. <laughs> and if I don't stay disciplined and don't stay on top of what I need to be doing, I'll waste a ton of time. And then at the end of the week, I'll wonder why my paycheck is so tiny because I didn't do anything. <laughs> so the mindset is very, very, very different. And it's also very um, aggressive. Like, it's very aggressive sales. Yeah. And it's talking on the phone. Like, I spend two to two and a half hours on the phone every single day. Yeah. I make, you know, 70, 75 phone calls, if not more, every single day. Mm -hmm. You know, I text 80 different people every single day. So it's just a different environment. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, obviously the, the attire, the facial hair, the, you know, time mm -hmm. I go to work and stuff like that are all very different. But yeah, the mindset is definitely the biggest change for sure. Well, that's why. You know, you got a lot. We got, we'll get into why in just a few minutes. But, sure. you know, you got lots of big stuff on the horizon. Yeah. So it probably feels like, you know... And I was actually just thinking about this, too, because, you know, I, look, you know, I'll, I'll put it the way it is. Everyone, it feels like we've been joking around the pod. Nature is healing, it feels like. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. reading all these reports that, you know, New York State is, like, at one of the low, at its lowest points since November. Mm -hmm. It does feel like things are shifting. I, I hate to say it, and then, like, two weeks, it's going to be terrible again. But, you yeah. know you know what I mean? At the moment, at this particular second. No, I know exactly like, what you're saying. Like, um, it's, it's, it's very strange because in, in our business, and, and I hear this from nurses at least once a day, Everyone is very, very happy that COVID has kind of started to dissipate and, and yeah. has started to not be, you know, the rampant killer that it was for mm -hmm. a long amount of time. However, a lot of the jobs and income levels yeah. were based on that. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Do we want people to continue getting sick and dying? Absolutely not. Yeah. But however, you know, people's livelihood and their jobs go away. My mom's a travel nurse. Yeah. She she had four contracts canceled over the last three months because the need just isn't there anymore. Yeah. So of course you know the number one priority is that people stay healthy and they don't they're not dying anymore. But you know the shift is it's yeah, very it's, a it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a very it's a very unique shift. And it is interesting too. I think the new report just came out today. I think we're going to talk about it later on the pod. Uh, I want to say they just said that one in four Americans, as of today, Monday the whatever the day is nineteenth, mm -hmm. is now fully vaccinated. So what one in four. One and four. What'd you say? I'm one of them. Me too. Me yeah. too. I'm sure we'll talk with Heather about it because yeah. Heather, will be, as I mentioned, Heather will be back yeah. uh, today awesome. for the first time in a year and a half unless she cancels at the last minute between the time I'm talking to you now <laughs> and the next 30 minutes. Uh, you know, and I asked her already, so, well, theoretically I've asked her already, 
And I've already told my story. Where did you go for yours? Where did you? I went to Griffiths. I went. I went you went I, to Griffiths. I, I did the drive-through. Oh no! Oh really? Which was very nice. <laughs> it was very very nice. Um, the first time, honestly, from the time I got in line till the time I left after they like kind of make you wait around yeah. for a while, I was gone within an hour. For the second one, I was in and out in 25 minutes. Mine was almost exactly the same way. Uh, first one took a really long time mm -hmm. to the point where I was like, "Geez, this is a really long time." And the second one, I was like, "Wow, that was fast." Yeah, <laughs> I'm in yeah. and out. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was nice because like the days that I went, the weather was it was very nice out, oh, so yeah. it was fine. Yeah. So if I had to wait outside, no big deal. But just like, like I remember when I went to vote in November. <laughs> There's no social distancing. You're standing in a line. Like, you can't distance a line. But I'm sitting in my car. I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm, and honestly, it, it was funny. I'm sitting in my car making phone calls while I'm waiting to get vaccinated. Like, hey, I'm in the vaccine line. So if I pass out and drop the phone, that's why. But um, no, the, uh, the drive-thru was great. Did you get sick at all? So uh, I'm sure we've talked about this with Heather as well. Is that I did not get sick at all the first time. Mm -hmm. Second time, I had this weird thing that happened essentially where... I didn't get, I felt like I was sick. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, man, I'm tired, and my eyes are droopy, mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm really thirsty, and I'm really dehydrated, mm -hmm. but I'm not, like, coughing or sneezing or congested. I, I had all the weird internal symptoms of having right. a cold, just, like, tired and kind of exhausted. My arm, and my arm was, I guess, a little sore. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't coughing or hacking or sneezing. That lasted about, I don't know, six hours. Like, I guess I was really mm -hmm. yawning all Saturday morning or Sunday morning or whatever it mm -hmm. was. But not, not really honestly like I, I almost expected it to be worse and yeah. nothing really happened I don't know about you but I have the exact opposite really after, after the first shot I probably hacked and coughed and was just feeling like garbage for yeah. Yeah. a full day and then it, I bounced back almost immediately but then the second one yeah. I got it at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday by 1.30 I had a migraine Yeah, and then I was out all day Wednesday Wednesday night I ended up in the fetal position, laying in my bed in tears because my migraine was so oh, horrific. Uh, to the point that Jill like was dragging me out really? the door to go to the emergency room because oh, like I, I like I get migraines all the time, but that was probably one of the worst migraines I've had in a, a oh, good ten years. The migraine, the migraine headache lasted honestly for about six days. Really, but the severe migraine headache lasted for about three hours, mm. and then once I was able to finally kind of pass out. But the night after, like the next, like the night after I got it, like I didn't sleep. I was in so much pain. Oh. It was it was absurd, and I was I was expecting to not have anything because I got sick after yeah. the first one. But uh, the nurse also said that people who have had COVID also tend to get more sick. Oh really? And I'm pretty. We've we talked about we've this talked before, about this before. Yeah. But I'm pretty yeah, yeah. sure that I had it in January of, of 2020 before everyone was looking for it, because I tested negative for the flu and for strep and had a severe respiratory infection. Yeah, I think there's, and something we've talked about it before, I think probably, I bet you there's a lot of people who probably got it way early and yeah. didn't really know or understand what it could have been. Yeah. You know, I've told this story a million times. Like, my last week of student teaching at Proctor, before I went to my next session, was the last full week of school mm -hmm. it, before they closed everything down. And that Friday that I was there, I was chatting up my kids and doing global studies. And, you know, we're talking about the Black Plague. We're talking about feudalism. That's what we do in global <laughs> studies. So I was like, we had been watching yeah. uh, news segments every morning because the kids were curious about, like, this coronavirus thing that's mm -hmm. been going on. And I remember one of the kids asked me the day I left, he's like, yo, Mr. Sam, are they going to, like, shut down school? And I was like, you know... Two weeks ago, I would have told you, no, probably not. Yeah. And now, I'm just going to tell you, I don't know. 
And then within a week, I think the next, like I went to my next student teaching gig, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Go home. We're we don't know what's going on." Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we, uh, Joe and I, flew through Atlanta International Airport. Oh God. A, like very early, like right after New Year, or yeah, right after New Year's 2020, mm-hmm. going into 2020. And I'm like, we were on the tram, like yeah. literally face to face with other people. Like we were on a stacked plane. Like we're pretty sure we got it in Atlanta. Yeah. And it's it's entirely possible. And I hate to say this, it's entirely possible that we partially could have brought it back here to yeah. New York because at the time no one was really, you know, actively looking for it. And then yeah. three months later, everyone's like, okay, everything's closed now. You know, we've been. <clears throat> I I have to be honest. I really think sometimes, like you know, I took this very seriously. I wore the mask all mm-hmm. the time. I worked in public. You know, up until everything closed down, so I was genuinely concerned about it. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot of people. You know, everybody at some point in time during this pandemic has had a moment where they're like, "Is this the right thing? Yeah. Did I do the right thing?" I'm sure a lot of people didn't do the right mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I think that you know, for the most part, I, I think most people I know at least never were maliciously, you know, maliciously ignoring any sort of like yeah. open guidelines. I would yeah. say that mostly everybody I know tried their best mm-hmm. that being said i'm really glad that my parents got it yeah. before i did i was like just please go get it i was like oh my god get it as soon as it's available i yeah. feel because like, again i'm sure that you're the same way we're in our early 30s i'll say i'll say early 30s uh don't get the mid 30s no, no, i don't want to talk about that yet. Uh, <laughs> we're in our early 30s i think that we're still in that magical age for like men where it's like no we're good no, we're fine i'm pretty yeah. I'm, I'm not <clears throat> bulletproof the way i was when i was 20 but i'm yeah I'm mostly bulletproof. I'm like Batman, just that one spot in my face where they could always just <laughs> shoot you right in the mouth. I don't understand why he doesn't cover that up. Uh, but, you know, my biggest concern would be if, if I gave it to my mom or my yeah. sister or my cousin. Yeah. I would imagine for you, like, if, if Jill got sick or your parents or yeah. somebody in your family, that's really the concern. Yeah. And that's just the responsibility of being an adult. I think. Yeah, like my, like, my nephew was born this past October. Like, actually, today's his, 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 yeah. his six-month birthday. Um, so he's never seen the bottom half of my face. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he's only six months old. He could barely see me anyway, but, but he's never seen the bottom half of my face. And, he'll, like, he'll see it for the first time in May when, you know, my sister and him yeah. come up to visit for, for our baby shower. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, the main concern was getting other people sick. Like, me, if I got sick, okay. Like, that sucks. It's unlikely that I'd get that sick that I would end up dying. But it's, a, it's not just about me. There's other people. And it's not yeah. even just the people I love and care about and, you know, I'm close with. I don't want to be, like... Like, the lady lives across the street from us. She's, yeah. like, 98 years old. Exactly. Like, I will run across and help her get her newspaper. I'll bring her garbage can- cans in. I'm like, I stopped doing that because I'm like, what if I have it, I mm-hmm. cough in her garbage can, she picks up, brings it inside, gets, gets sick and dies. I know. Like, it's that kind of thought process. Yeah, and it's easy to, you know, I think, I think too, for it, it's easy for a lot of people like me. I mean, who I don't know if you're, you, it's different for you. You have, you know, a wonderful wife and a child on the way, but... <laughs> You know, I think it was easy for a lot of people who are somewhat introverted, who don't have as much going on. Like, sure. I, I feel like I did lose a whole year. Like, I really, yeah. like, gave up a whole year of just, like, working, yeah. meeting people. Well, I'm also, I'm also like, incredibly fortunate that I'm one of the few people who was able to continue working yeah. through the entirety. Yeah. Like, yes, I, I lost my side gig at the casino taking photos, but I still had my full-time job that I went to and worked every day of the week. Outside of the money, I can't imagine you're all that upset to not have to go to the casino during Absolutely the pandemic. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. not. Yeah, if, if, if I could just have that money and not have to go there, yeah. that'd be the perfect scenario. But, uh, no, well, you're right, yeah. Well, we sort of beat around the bush a little bit for it. Uh, I guess let's start here. Uh, so, 
Of course, your your lovely wife, uh, Jill, our good friend from Maiden Unica, we've known for many years. She yes. is pregnant. Yes, she is. How pregnant are we talking? Are we talking big time pregnant now at this at this stage? She is just at seven months, I believe. Seven so months. she's pretty she's pretty pregnant. I mean, she's very little, so just being at all yeah. pregnant is, is, <laughs> yeah. is very pregnant. But but I will say though that even though she's tiny, she. She hasn't really gotten that big. Like obviously, you know, she's got the bump and whatnot. Sure. But you know, she she's she's holding her weight very well. Uh, <laughs> the biggest problem she has is just like her frame is so tiny with all the new weight. She's just her body is sore all the time. But well, the reason I and the reason <clears throat> I bring it up is because you know, there's a good chance that we don't know exactly when we'll see you on the pod anytime soon. You right. might have this right. might be your last time for a while. We don't know. It's very true, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, we we have also. You know, we're not that far away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not that far away, and you know we can make a phone call. And, and frankly, you know, I would I would really like it if if our son made his first appearance on the podcast, you know, as early as possible. Just oh, to I say, get him into it. So you know, he'll be over here screaming his head off, and we'll just talk about whatever. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, June twenty second, uh, we're due. So wow. um, you know, it's getting very very close, and uh, we're very very excited. And someone it, it's, who's it's better, a big deal. Someone who's better at horoscopes can tell me what that would make them June twenty second. So a, a I don't. I think it's whatever's after Gemini because Jill's a Gemini, Jill's and, she's, a Gemini. and she's June first. I see. Uh, my dad is June twentieth, and he's not a Gemini. So whatever. Some podcast listeners are screaming at me right now yeah. for not knowing. Like, no, I know exactly I don't know. what it is. I don't know. Uh, Honestly, I, w- I would say you know we can just make it up, but they're all made up, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. What? Uh, there's a couple ways we could go here, and I suppose my question is, you know. Have you? What sort of existential place are you in? Are you are you sort of humbled by all of this? Have you sat down to really think about it, or have you just sort of been in the moment, getting ready and sort of waiting for the moment to really let it hit you? Like, where have you been over the last few months, trying to come to terms with all the fatherhood I, aspects? I don't know if it's really an ex- existential position, but my and, and and this kind of goes back to the same mindset about my job change is that my mindset has been very very different, it's changed considerably. Yeah. Um, you know, anyone who knows me knows that I can have a temper that has mm. subsided significantly. That uh, is much easier. Just I don't get upset about things nearly as often. Um, the concept of okay, I'm going to go out and make money and save it so that I can you know buy things for my kid. Mm. That has been my main focus. Yeah. And uh, the big one, really, I guess, is um, I have gone uh, balls to the wall. I, I, I could say of just preparing the house. So oh, yeah. what a lot of people would call nesting. So like cleaning out all the stuff I don't need. Like we have yeah, yeah. countless numbers of empty plastic storage bins for all the stuff that we're going to need. Like I paint, I did like all the nursery stuff. We got the furniture and all that kind of stuff. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's an existential place, but it is definitely a different place of just being as prepared as possible. Yeah. And I, I've always kind of been a, again, if, if you know me, you've heard me say this at least 10 times. Like it's better to have it and not need it than need and not have it. So I'm always overly prepared for things that may never ever ever happen but if it does happen i'll be prepared for it you know i certainly don't have any kids on my own because i don't uh because i don't because i don't uh but I, you know I, I work around kids all the time and recently going back to work i'm working with fourth grade kids uh-huh. as opposed to high school kids so it's a big change yeah and one of the things i've noticed and again i think it's an age thing and you know growing up with supportive families mm-hmm. and whatever it is right uh I felt this immediate protective nature of yeah. them that I didn't expect. Yeah. Right? Like overly protective. Like I remember we, had, we take, you have to take the kids for like a walk outside because mm-hmm. it's, you know, because they're stuck inside all day. So you take them for a walk. 
And even if they're like one step off the sidewalk, I'm that guy like, dude, dude, get back on this. Yep. Get on the grass. Yep. What are you doing? And I don't know if that's like just. I don't know why. I don't. Just, I don't know if that's a natural impulse. It's just I this, think it is. this like, <laughs> this super protective nature that I not that I didn't have with my high school kids, but your high school kids you treat differently because they understand nuance mm-hmm. and you can yes. like, you can scold them while also teaching them something and they understand right, it. Right. Well, you also have young nieces and nephews. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm so. <laughs> I'm not a teacher at all, my niece and nephew. Like, I'm a teacher to every other kid, but when I see them, and I'm just like, yo, talk to me about Stranger Things and cartoons, because I'm tired. Well, like, even even our even our friends who have kids, like, uh, like ever since, like, uh, like Ariel and Damien were born, like, we've always, as, like, a yeah. full unit, have always kind of been, like, the mm-hmm. group, mm-hmm. like, group parents. Like, when we go camping every summer, like, there's six adults taking care of, like, five kids, and, like, if you stop out of, out of line, I don't care if you're my kid or not. You're gonna you're gonna hear about it. Mm. So I, th- I think I think it's not only that we're that we've been exposed to young kids and we kind of have that mentality, but I also think that it's just kind of a natural thing. Uh, and I'll give you two pieces of very obvious advice for a man who doesn't have kids, and advice you probably won't need until way later on. Uh, I've noticed, at least with my my nieces and nephews, they're always paying attention in a way that I never expected. Mm-hmm. Like weird things you wouldn't think of, yeah. right? So you really got to be on the ball all the time when they're around you because they mm-hmm. pick up stuff more than you would think they would. Yeah. Famously, my one of the first words I ever said was as a kid was "Oh damn" <laughs> because I dropped a Pepsi on the floor and my mom used to swear a lot. She hates that story, but I think it's funny. So like weird things like that. And then also I noticed, you know, I'm a sarcastic guy. I think it runs in the in our sort of circle and pool of friends. Yeah, I think, all I, I, little, think, I think that's a very safe thing to say pretty, that we're all pretty sarcastic. Uh, I sort of took me a minute to get used to being very earnest with kids again. Mm-hmm. Like when a kid tells me something now, I don't even be like, "Oh, really?" I have to be like, "Wow, really? Yeah. Tell me more." Yep. Tell, yep. I love Batman as well. Tell me about Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell you me know everything I mean? like, you know about Batman. <laughs> yeah. No, so, it's uh, I I am I'm right there with you. Like um, like I spend a lot of time uh, with Zach and you know his son. Yeah. And I've I've learned like rather than saying, "Oh, wow, that's so cool," you 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 begin to say, you know. Really notice that you spent a lot of you, you put a lot of work into that. Tell me more about it. Yeah, like yeah. you want them to engage with it's, you, and and it's it's crazy how you get a four year old to all of a sudden just tell you everything about everything. So I ran into Zach and Porter uh, not too long ago, where somewhere I forget it. Maybe it was maybe it was of Justin's or something. We were doing something in the back, mm-hmm. and Porter's like sitting on the couch playing Xbox. I'm about to leave because mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well Zach and him are doing his thing. I'm not gonna. Yeah. But I was like, you know what, though? I'm starting this new job. Maybe I should go talk to Porter for a minute and just get the vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did. And he talked to me about the video game he was playing. And then I realized he wasn't playing it. He was just holding the controller watching the screen. And I yep. was like, you know what? Yep. I'm not even going to correct you. Great job. You are killing it on that game, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love talking with Porter because, one, <laughs> he's he's, he is incredibly intelligent for a four-year-old. He is just sharp as a tack. But... What's also nice about Porter is that if he's not interested in talking to you, he'll just tell you, go oh, away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't want to talk I to you. I wonder right where now. he got that from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what's, um, I mean, this is sort of a tough question. Uh, there's always sort of two inklings on this. Like, mm-hmm. I've always said, like, if I have a son, I am not going to, like, necessarily make him 
watch professional wrestling or the Yankees mm-hmm. or soccer mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm just going to keep him on and sort of hope that right. he, just, like, he just soaks catches on. Yep. What's But over the years, I've noticed, at least with my nephews, mm-hmm. at least with the boys on the side, they, they do are not interested in any of the things I was interested in growing up. Mm-hmm. Not really into comic books, not really into uh, wrestling. Yeah. It's just all computers. What's something you would like to pass down, if you could, that you wish you could sort of keep in the family, if so, if you will? <laughs> I know it's not super realistic, but I would love if my son got into fencing the same way I was. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Um, I say it's not realistic because <laughs> I How have... available is fencing these days? Well, that's the problem, yeah. is that I, I've lived here for <laughs> almost 11, or yeah, 11 plus years, and no, more than that, 13 years, and I have looked very hard for a legitimate like fencing club or yeah. even just someone else uh dave maliani always wanted to challenge me and then oh, when gosh. i would actually like try to challenge him he was not not into it <laughs> which probably smart on his behalf because he wouldn't want someone my size smacking him all over the street um but anyway <laughs> um but no i've never i've never i've never found an actual fencing club and and there was i did get one lead um, but it was more of like a LARPing kind of like two-handed broadsword kind of thing. And I'm like, oh. those, those two are not the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, which I, I appreciated it. I appreciated it. But I'm like, if someone comes running out of a tree and hits me with a foam sword, I'm going to knock their teeth out. I don't know if, you, uh, if you're a Reddit person. If you're not, don't get on Reddit. It's a terrible, terrible place. Uh, but one of the my favorite subreddits is a subreddit called The Ocho. And mm-hmm. what they do essentially is just... Talk about I've heard of the, the weirdest yeah. sports, right? Yep. That's where I got into Jelly's Marble Runs, where I got into the Marble Olympics and all that kind of nonsense. Uh, and one of them that I, one of them you always see on there is essentially medieval UFC. It's like all these guys oh. get like in the ring and they have the gear on and like a sword or a blunt axe, yep. and they just yep. beat the crap out of each other. Yep. And you'd think it'd be like interesting. But somehow it's, like, duller than dishwater. You're like, this is somehow not yeah. interesting because the swords don't do anything. No. I'm not saying that I want to see a guy get chopped yeah. with a sword. Yeah. I don't. But, like, it sort of defeats the whole purpose of why we even do this, right? Yeah. Like, what's the whole point of the armor if we're just going to be like, bang. And that's what's nice about fencing is that it's, like, an intermediary between yeah. warping and actual combat. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's some skill involved to it. Like these. Oh, for sure. These guys are full on, like, I own all this gear, so I'm going to come out here and I'm going to be... Right. Right. Really tired after I swing my sword twice, right? Like I'm like really, really <laughs> tired. Uh, that's a really good one, fencing. So like, even so, I guess sort of athletics too is a good one. Just keep something yeah. right, like any yeah. sort of like want to pass that down if you can. Well, I think part, I think part of what has allowed me as an adult to kind of keep my physical fitness somewhat decent is the fact that I was an athlete all growing up. Yeah, yeah. And I just kind of grew into that like mm-hmm. kind of athletic frame and body style. Um, so I, I think that by kind of not enforcing, but really kind of, uh, emphasizing it and, and supporting athletic uh, yeah. pursuits is really, really important. And, and, uh, a, a sport like fencing, it's, uh, I, I always call it an individual team sport mm. because it's all like you're on one to one, but the scoring comes down to the mm. full team. But I also think that it really, fencing is a very, very difficult sport to learn. Yeah. And it's something that you've got to stay with and you got to be persistent. You got to kind of, you got to stay the course. And if you can, like, you know, minus a uh, traumatic injury, you know, I was offered Div 1 college mm-hmm. scholarships right out of high school. And, you know, so there are there is opportunity that, you know, you your life could be completely made by athletics. But at the same time, I also think it's equally, if not more important to be just a well-rounded human being and not be a dope with a heartbeat. <laughs> 
before we move on to some uh, some less serious conversation, is there any other uh, is there any other things you want to discuss about fatherhood stuff? Any serious stuff you want to get into before I have some less serious conversation? Not that I can think of. I I, <clears throat> I think that I've been trying to keep the whole situation as light as possible. Yeah. And you know, yes, it's very very serious and it's very well, very important. It's a complete life changing experience. <laughs> But I think that if 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 you if you don't try to have fun with it, it can kind of envelop your life, and it, it, it like I don't know. I feel like no matter how hard something is, if you try to have fun with it, it can be as fun as you want it to be. No, I think that's fair, and I think the point you're, I think you're, what you're touching on here, and I think I'm kind of getting what you're saying is you know most things that are good, mm-hmm. right, that are important, are not generally. Sunshine and Roses 24-7. Right? 100%. Most of it's hard, yep. right? Yep. So as long as you're prepared for the moments that will be hard, because mm-hmm. they'll be there, of course. certainly. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, I always go back to this one thing. Life is tough, so I always try my best to find little moments anywhere, mm-hmm. here and there, in the day, somewhere, to be like, that was a good moment, that was a good thing. Yeah. Like, the highlight of my day today will be spending 30 minutes chatting up with you and then 45 minutes chatting up with Heather and Kevin. And then the rest of the day where I'm, like, busy editing the show and, like, making dinner and drinking coffee and running around the house. And having to wear real pants. Yeah, and not having to wear, yeah. All that is all irrelevant. Like, that's all just, like, nonsense to the day. But those little moments there are the parts that you sort of have to Mm -hmm. take and remember because those are the ones that will hang on for you. And I I think think it connects nicely with what I was saying about kind of, like, my changing my mindset about my job is that... It's, if you just have a positive mental attitude, yeah. no matter how bad things get, they'll never be that bad. Uh, and that's a big, big switch for me because, again, if you know me, I've not always had the most positive mental attitude. <laughs> well, let's do some positive stuff now. Yeah, something love fun it. here. Love it. Uh, over the weekend, uh, I don't know if you watched it, Jake Paul knocked out another person. Ben Askren. Ben Askren. Yes. Uh, ben to, to quote Joe Rogan, Ben Askren has a face and a head that has been designed specifically to wear a Spartan helmet. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, but I don't know any Spartans that will get knocked out in the first round by Jake Paul. But I will say, Jake Paul has really kind of proven that he is a legit fighter. So that was my question, actually. I was like, you know, I've seen like two of these Jake Paul fights now. Mm-hmm. He's better than I gave him credit for. I think I disliked him simply for the YouTube thing, which I'm sure That's why most I adults dislike mm-hmm. him. Like mm-hmm. anyone over the age of like 18. Yeah. I do kind of need to see him fight an actual that's what I keep now. All right, so like, so here's where it gets so Ben Askren has uh, fought UFC forever. Yeah. Um, if, if 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 you don't know who Ben Askren is, I mean, he wasn't like a huge like star, but his probably the thing that made him most famous was um, I'm pretty sure it was George Masvidal mm-hmm. knocked him out with the flying knee, which is like one of the greatest UFC highlights ever. Yeah. Like it was like he just came out of nowhere and just flying knee huh. done. I have to look this up. Um, but no, but Ben Askren was a legitimate fighter. Like he's a UFC fighter. The first guy, uh, what was his name? Nate Robinson. So Nate Robinson, he was a, like an NBA retired <laughs> NBA player. Or something, oh, right? I'm very familiar with Nate Robinson, uh, two-time NBA dunk champion, former New York Nick. Uh, Nate Robinson, very small, very tiny. I was going to say man. he was. He was. Yeah. He's significantly smaller than, was, than he is. I was so sad because part of me in my head, as a Knicks fan, mm-hmm. I was like, "Yo, nasty Nate is about to is about to mess up Jake Paul. Yep. I cannot wait." Yeah. And then the fight started, and Nate came out of the corner with, like, one hand up in the air. And, mm-hmm. like, just, I was like, oh, no, yeah. he's going to get no, hurt. Gonna be, no good. He's yeah. going to be bad for everybody, yeah. and it was indeed. Well I, well, I mean, I was saying the same thing. And, like, as soon as I saw Nate Robinson come out, I'm like, okay, he's not going to win this fight. No. But then, like, I didn't watch the Ben Askren fight. I was watching the regular UFC fight. 
And when I heard that he got knocked out in the first round, I was like, all right, hold on a second. <laughs> ben, I've seen Ben Askren get kicked directly in the face yeah. several times. <laughs> and the fact that he got knocked out in the first round was very, very suspect. But Zach made a very good point to me is that 18-ounce boxing gloves hurt a lot more than 6-ounce mm-hmm. UFC gloves or mm-hmm. whatever whatever mm-hmm. they are. So, you know, and, and you can't take it away from Jake Paul. Like, he cracked him right in the face. Like, I think anyone would have been it was, able to. It was a nasty punch. It was a yeah. nasty shot. But, you know, but but there's all these people talking about how, how there's a fix and everything else. And I'm like, yeah, but it's a YouTuber fighting, like, a UFC fighter in a boxing match. And Ben Askren is not a striker. He's a wrestler. I love boxing. But I grew up. With like a dad and a grandfather mm-hmm. who also loved boxing, yeah. so my grandfather was watching George Foreman fights, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he was following boxing as I was a kid. My old man was following all the Tyson fights and all the Holyfield stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I certainly grew up in, and you know we all did. Sure. We grew up in the maybe the golden era of heavyweight professional boxing, yeah. like the greatest heavyweights and the greatest fighters of an entire generation. Yeah. And boxing has fallen on hard times, Definitely. and I think it's telling that the most, the two most watched mm-hmm. fights. You can find over the last like six months, not including I guess that Tyson Fury fight, which was amazing, are Mike Tyson versus uh, what the hell was his name? The guy he beat up. The, um, uh, I'm gonna forget his name. Why am I forget? Uh, Roy Jones Jr. Yes. And then Jake Paul knocking out Nate Robinson. Mm-hmm. Like I think there there seems to be a market for these sort of half celebrity, yeah. half sports thing. And I gotta tell you, I do not like it. I find it to be a little unsettling. I will say I I, I agree with you there. But if you look at, like, the Canelo Alvarez fight, it was the same level of pageantry and bullshit. Like, his entrance was longer than the fight itself. (laughs) Which, yeah, Canelo Alvarez, that was a legit fight. That was a real legit fight. That's my guy. But, like, it's all, like, they're doing all this shit to, like, it's like Apollo Creed in Rocky IV. Did you? Before he died. Did you watch watch the Tyson Fury, uh, Dante uh, Wilder match? Uh, yeah. Where he knocked him out? Yes. So, I have no real opinion of Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. Big giant goof. Uh, the Gypsy King, whatever. He yeah. showed up at wrestling once, so I knew him from there. <laughs> I, I didn't really have much to think about him. He came down to the ring doing the wrestling thing where he was on a throne and people were carrying mm-hmm. him out, and he had the full cape on and a crown, and they were playing Crazy by Patsy Cline. And the audience did not know what to do. And I was like, you know what? I'm in on this guy. You've won me over. Yeah. This weird moment that I will never forget. Like, what is happening? The crowd is so confused by this. And then he went out and beat the crap out of Deontay Wilder. That was one. That was a fight. Deontay Wilder uh, after he got beat. He was say, he said he got beat because like the thing he wore, he wore out for the, the ring outfit. was like it was yeah. like weighed like forty pounds. Yeah, yeah. Triple I mean, H, Triple H rolls his eyes yeah. when he says. <laughs> Um, it was basically a Triple H outfit. It was basically a Triple H outfit. <laughs> uh, we won't get too far into it because we talked about it last week. Did you enjoy night one of WrestleMania and were you impressed by Bad Bunny? <laughs> um, <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to preface my answer with about halfway through I fell asleep in my anti-gravity chair by the fire. Smart. Very smart. <laughs> so that, so yes, you seem to enjoy it just fine. Yes. It was... It was, it was it was perfectly enjoyable because, you know, I was able to, like, hang out with, like, all you guys. And, you know, we watched it outside of the projector on the blow-up really screen. Cool. And, like, it, it was, a, really it was a great it was a great setup. Um, but I will say, though, and it, it's nothing against WWE, is that I'm just so much more into UFC now that... Glad you said that. It's very, very difficult to kind of separate because I know kind of the kayfabe and kind of the, um, yeah. the dramatics of it versus UFC people were 
you know, getting knocked out full cold. Now, I have I have a very mixed opinion in general about UFC. Mm-hmm. I do not dislike it, but I've also struggled to find myself rooting for anybody sure. or for any particular... I'm fascinated by the sport. Like, I, I know a lot about the history of it. I sent you yeah. that documentary, which yep. I don't know if you had a chance to watch. It's really good. Um, but what always attracted me to professional wrestling, I'm, I'm getting to a point here, is that I love the characters and the story yeah. and the showmanship. And There's my a development. Pro- and my problem with current professional wrestling is I find the characters and the stories mm. to be particularly meh. Like, there, yeah. there is not any... I mean, it's so obvious. There's no Hulk Hogan. There's mm. no Steve mm. Austin. And I don't mean right. literally. I mean, there's no character yeah. who no is... Equivalent enticing to the general public like as someone who doesn't watch professional wrestling all the time like, who's the most famous wrestler you could think of right now like, who's the most mainstream professional wrestler is it charlotte flair i i i honestly I I, like I, like i have <laughs> nine million different names running through my head but like like when we do the like the yeah. score sheets i'm like i like i recognize all the names but i don't know anything about any of them i mean roman reigns is probably the most popular guy in WWE and I wonder how many people outside of wrestling fans are even vaguely familiar with who he is or what he looks like right I I bet you it's only people who saw Hobbs and Shaw right (laughs) like that that's about it so I wonder if you know and wrestling just sold all this they sold the peacock they made Mm -hmm. where is it two billion dollars in that deal I don't think wrestling's going anywhere no I find wrestling to be cyclic. Like, maybe in five, mm-hmm. ten years, they'll accidentally find a story that's interesting. And if you want, I'm not going to do the whole wrestling thing. Go watch AEW if you want to watch a yeah. better wrestling show we've talked about before. But I wonder when and if wrestling will be in the mainstream again. They need an attitude error to bring yeah. to bring it back. Because, I mean, that's what kind of pulled it out of the gutter the first time. For folks who aren't familiar with what he's mentioning, the attitude error was a period from 1997 to about 2000. Thousand and one. I mean, you could, right. you could you could round it off on either side. Mm-hmm. Essentially, where wrestling was marketed at fourteen and above, yeah. as opposed to PG. And the reason this will never come back, and I'm glad you brought this up, is because back then the WWE was not a publicly traded company. No. At the end of the day, now WWE has stair, uh, you know, stockholders yeah. and shareholders. It and wasn't investors. meant to be family yeah. friendly. It yeah. was meant to have that edge and I think that's kind of what kept it mm-hmm. off of the mainstream but now they're kind of trying to shift that and you know maybe the attitude error will never come back because that's not what they're going for wrestling is not I'm gonna, this is going to sound terrible wrestling isn't interested in being controversial anymore mm-hmm. not that I want it to be controversial but let's go back to Wrestlemania 7 yeah. do you remember who Hulk Hogan fought at Wrestlemania 7 I bet you you don't I don't it was Sergeant Slaughter Sergeant Slaughter's gimmick during this era in 1992 was that he was a turncoat who joined the Iraqi military and was supporting Saddam Hussein and the Iraqi (laughs) regime. He used to be a G.I. Joe. Now he's on the Iraqi side, right? Even going back to the mid-2000s, they ran a essentially a Tea Party gimmick called, like, We the People, where Mm -hmm. they were like this, all these wrestlers who were from Mexico and Canada can get out, right? Like... (laughs) It's obviously terrible, and they're obviously oh, heels, man. but those type of things, whether they're, you know, yeah. whether it's, you know, PC or not, got people to pay attention. Mm-hmm. The show has no characters, and it yeah. has no controversy, and whether you like it or not, that's mm-hmm. sort of what makes people turn their eyes to it. Like, Steve Austin was famous because he flipped off his boss and gave people the middle finger yeah. and was yeah. spraying beer on people, right? That wasn't... Mm-hmm. Super cool and nice. It was like it was controversial or whatever. So I think South Park has has a great narrative on that oh, entire yeah. thing mm-hmm. with with their wrestling episode and like 
just like the the random things that like the kids would like be part of their storylines and how they then like the adults were equating it to like theater and then you know the wrestling coach was like coming in here yep. and then but like how like oh I'm 12 years old and I've had nine abortions this week like you can't do that <laughs> this show is it's on uh, I think that's on HBO Max it's yeah all the, uh, South Park's on on HBO Max I'm so, familiar yeah. with this I think it's called WTF is the name of the episode yeah it's and WTF it's, like, yep. so it's pretty yep. good uh it's a good episode. Uh, I, just saw, I just saw Vince sitting in the box with the with the with the, uh, with the, with the theater glasses. Watching. You know, I gotta say, one of the rare companies, brands, identities that I feel like kind of got off easy. A lot of companies that mm-hmm. get pulled on South Park get dragged down. Yeah. Family Guy, the movie Inception. I've yep. never been able to look at them the same again. <laughs> Wrestling. I'm like, I don't know. WWE kind of. I think they got off pretty light here. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. things I mean, because they they made the equation to. Uh, to the theater, like the you yeah. know the actual theatrical part of it, and that's what I think a lot of people forget is like, yeah, all these wrestlers are athletes, but they're also actors. If they make this episode of WWE today, it would be about them going to Saudi Arabia. It would not be as comfortable as no. it would not no. be as chill as no. it was like. No, years no, ago. it would definitely be a completely uh, different scenario. That's a real thing. Look that up, folks. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's do some lightning round questions because I know we uh, we got to let you go and out of here soon, and I can see. Heather in the other room. I'm sure she's already tired of waiting for us. I know she's back. Just so demanding. <laughs> she's clawing Immediately the demanding. Clawing. Uh, all right. So some lightning round questions here for our GFOP, Mark Simon. We hope uh, we will see you again soon. But if this is the last one we see, if you see for a while, we might as well get some questions in. Yeah, absolutely. Here's one that Kevin and I have discussed as men that I feel like I never have a good answer for. Do you have a dream car? So when I was younger, I used to be all about the mid 90s Toyota Supras. Yes. Um, yes. The Fast and the Fear, Fast and the Fear is definitely <laughs> definitely planted that seed. Yes. But like the 1995 Toyota Supra was my like go-to. That's amazing. Uh, I feel like when you're a kid, you don't know what the difference between a good car and a bad car is. Sometimes yeah. my grandparents had the Consumer Reports magazine and I was looking through all the cars and the car that I thought was the coolest was a Toyota Celica. And we go, go ahead and look that up, folks. See what a Toyota Celica looked like in well, 1993. Well, what's funny is that Toyota Celica, I believe, either meshed or took over, or vice versa, because the Supra was at one point called the Celica Supra. That's right. That's right. I'm familiar with the Supra because there's another car that I was like, this is a dope car. My dad's like, it's not as nice as you think it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks really cool, but interior, it, they're yeah. ultra basic. It's a... I, I was thinking, I feel like I, as a, I should have some, like, go-to car, like mm-hmm. my sink. I just... I've never cared enough about cars. My dream car generally is any car that is paid for yeah. that I works. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. I mean, like my, my thought process has definitely shifted, you know, with like with the kid and everything. So like looking at larger vehicles, I will say that the new Kia Telluride looks awesome. You know what's funny? You I can see this coming for you a mile away. Some of these new vans are dope. I was gonna say, Kia, I couldn't remember the name. Saying, of it. Kia's new van is incredible. Super. My my sister just got like a town and country. It's got the full. It's got mm-hmm. the TVs in it. It's got the, yeah. the running lights. It's yeah. you know what? They're not they're not Windstars anymore, folks. No, they're actually no. quite nice. Honestly, though, no, I would rock a vintage Windstar. Oh my god, all day paneling. Long. Right. Oh god. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite room in your house? So if you haven't been to my house, it's hard to describe, but you'll know what I'm talking about. That back room I have off the main room in my basement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's essentially my room. yeah, my speakeasy slash study room. Yeah, yeah, my my my, my study with with you know the the leather pointed chairs and the wood paneling and everything. Um, just because it's like the one room in my house that I can have full kind of autonomy. Mm. So I have my bar in there. I have all my Utica Club uh, 
stuff. I have all my, you know, uh, sports memorabilia, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. it's just kind of like just my spot. I just kind of, you know, it's whatever in there. And uh, yeah, so that, that's really it. But uh, I, I've been really taking a lot of pride in the renovations I've been doing in the baby's room. But, mm. So it's between the two of them at this point. I'm sorry, the correct answer was the kitchen. So if you went into your car mm-hmm. right now uh-huh. and turned on the radio or the stereo, what are we playing? So if I just turn on, it would just be nothing because it would be just set to my Bluetooth. Set to your Bluetooth, right, but of course, yeah. If, if, and and my, my, my car slash phone connection is a little bit spotty, but I have been very, not anti-music, but music I just, I, I can't get into right now. So mm-hmm. I've been basically just listening to just random Joe Rogan podcasts. Uh, and I'll just let them play through and just kind of like no particular rhyme or reason. Did you listen to the uh, Katie Stotts one? No, I've just been like just scrolling randomly and just... Kind of like a phone, like finger in the phone book kind of thing. And a good story about that one afterwards. Remind me when we're done, I'll okay. tell you. Uh, all right, well, if it hasn't been music, and we've already talked about podcasts, mm-hmm. I'll move the M. Give me one book, uh, movie, or television show you guys have been reading or watching in the last time we saw you. Um, I don't think it's necessarily any of the above, but we have been watching a lot of like instructional videos on like being parents. Because, uh, oh. you know, pre- preparing for all that stuff is, is pretty important. <laughs> you read important. the books and stuff? Like, you read yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, uh, Kevin actually bought me, um, I think for my birthday or for Christmas, a, a book called uh, The Book You Wish That Your Parents Had Read and Your Children Would Be Glad mm-hmm. That You Read Too. Um, <laughs> that's really good. Um, but there's a new one, uh, not a new one, but it's a it's like a series slash um, instructional thing. It's called Will I Ever Sleep Again? And it's about, <laughs> like, kind of the first, I think, month or couple weeks of, of bringing the baby home and kind of how, in, how to deal with that. Um, so we're going to start doing that in the next couple of weeks, but yeah, I mean, we just watch kind of whatever's on. Uh, I, I've been doing like doing so many projects and, and stuff around the house that I don't really sit down and like have appointment television at all. Um, so yeah, it's just been kind of baby prep sort of stuff, I guess. <laughs> Mark, I appreciate you spending so much time here with us. I, I've My kept pleasure. you here much longer than always. No, uh, I mean, pleasure. I doubt this is the last time we'll have you on for uh, a while, but again, yeah. I said that to Andy Sullivan, too. I haven't seen him in three years. So, I mean, <laughs> what it is. Mark, appreciate you coming in spending time today. Much appreciated. Uh, Much appreciated. Go enjoy your, your wife and home. I've kept you too late for me to work. Thank you. Well, right. I, got, I, got, I got a uh, travel nurse that uh, that wants to travel, so I'm going to call her and let her know the deal is. <laughs> but if I, if I could throw my, my quick plug. Oh, please. Um, any, uh, you know, my job is to help healthcare providers find uh, new and exciting opportunities to travel all over 50 states. Um, so, you know, if anyone is considering travel, uh, travel nursing opportunities, um, if you know someone who's considering travel nursing opportunities, or, or if you just don't know anything about it and want to find out, um, I'd be I'd be very, very happy to, you know, talk with you because it, it really is a great opportunity for, mm-hmm. for the right person. Um, so, um, and I'll know. put all the links in for everything, but where yeah. do people go? Is that just Fortis.com or Fortis Health? So you can go to uh, Fortis Group, F-O-R-T-U-S Group.com. That's basically our full, you know, website. Mm-hmm. Well, like I was saying before is that we're all pretty much like entrepreneurs and we have our own business. So I want you to contact me directly. Um, so, you know, my, my email is msimon at Fortis Group, F-O-R-T-U-S Group.com. And, uh, I have my direct phone number is 315-295-1985. Um, we've got a lot of fives. So it makes it's it a lot of fives. And, and it ends in 1985, so it makes it really easy. 19, 19, 1985. <laughs> uh, Mark, appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thank have you a great day. Uh, we'll be back to the show.
right, thank you once again to our GFOP, Mark Simon. Uh, again, don't know when we'll see you again, but when you do, you will be full-blown father. Congratulations. Very excited. Uh, all right. We're so... I'm so far behind in this show. We're at like 60 minutes already. So. Wow. Uh, looks like we'll have to skip those history. I'm kind of thinking about it. Uh, there were some good ones, though. Uh, uh, all right. Well, these are all kind of sad. Let's do the one good one. Too, uh, yeah, you just give me like the headline. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll yeah, give you the lightest yeah, on one. This day. On this day, 2016, Prince Rogers Nelson, who was born on June 7, 1958, passed away at the age of 57. It's sad, but it's a lighter story yeah. than the other ones. Uh, Prince played in bands with his friends in 1978 when he was 20. He signed his first record contract with Warner Brothers at the same year released his debut album, For You. Nearly every year after that, he would go on to release a new album. It wasn't until Prince's sixth album, Purple Rain, which was released in 1984, which was his personal high point. The album spent 24 consecutive weeks at number one on the Billboard 200 charts, spawning two hit singles, When Doves Cry and Let's Go Crazy. Uh, he won Grammy Award for Best Rock Performance and sold 13 million copies of that album. The accompanying film of the same name, which starred Prince as well, won the Academy Award for Best Original Song. Both successes launched Prince to international stardom. Uh, throughout his career, he defied and transcended genres. Music f used elements of funk, R&B, rock, pop into what was later known as the quote-unquote Minneapolis sound. Uh, famously, he, uh, he usually played all the instruments on his albums himself, including 27 different instruments on his debut for you. He also toured frequently as known as an especially electrifying live performer. I think we've said it a million times, the best Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, mm. First and last, best one, no question. Uh, in the years before his death, Prince had been taking prescription uh, pain medication for chronic hip pain. It was believed he was struggling with opioid addiction. He still recorded and performed during this time, however, with his last album, Run and uh, Hit and Run Phase 2 being released in December 2015. In October 2016, six months after his death, Paisley Park, uh, his famed studio, opened to the public for tours. And in 2016, Prince's, real uh, Prince's estate sold more albums than any other artist that year, dead or alive. Uh, I would say Prince is like number one on my list of artists who I didn't get as a kid, that didn't totally understand... And then as I get older, I'm like, this guy might be the most talented musician of all. Like, one of the, like, he might be a number one, like, just in terms of pure talent. I don't know. Do you have any Prince thoughts? What's your first thought when it comes to Prince? Um, my mom had a boyfriend who would always wear a feather earring. <laughs> like, oh. Because Prince always wore, like, feather earrings. Mm -hmm. Wow. My boyfriend, like, wanted to look like Prince, and he mm. wore this purple. So that is my memory. And the movie Purple Rain. Those are like the only two things I can think of. I feel. Do you feel like Purple Rain has a higher like recognition point than Prince music these days for a lot of our generation? I feel like the movie is like no, no. no? I think the music. That's no, your no, that's no. that's your bubble bias. Yeah, you think so? That's sure. that's, that's like John's sure. on Grown and Dano. And da yeah, is yeah, what yeah, that yeah. is for you. Yeah, no, no I'm just I'm just no, curious. That's a good question. I, I that's do. My bubble is mm. is that is the movie so. Mm. Yeah, I feel like the movie's like a really surprisingly ubiquitous. So. Um, yeah, I love it. Uh, I did throw a Prince song on the mix for this week oh, because yay. of it. Because uh, because why not? Who doesn't like Prince? Um, I'll just throw this out here too. Years ago on our old podcast, my very original podcast, Famo and the Wookiee, we did, uh, we did a music draft where me and Dano and Adam Goldstein and my buddy Eric drafted 
people for a band. Like we're gonna we're gonna make the best overall band with whatever musicians you want. And I want to say Prince was the first overall pick, like number mm-hmm. one overall. Mm-hmm. And then I got trolled for picking Paul McCartney number two. Everyone called me a sellout and a loser. Mm. So there you go. I mean, not wrong. Mm-hmm. All right, what else is going on? This week. Oh, you know, Heather, it's funny. Since you've been gone since the election, we haven't talked about him all, even tangentially. Uh, but I will have to bring up his name. Uh, earlier this week, two veterans of the Donald Trump administration uh, sold their biographies to the public. Uh, William Barr, Trump's former attorney general, who resigned two days before Christmas, uh, recently sold a book about his time at the Justice Department, which will be coming out next year. Uh, also this week, uh, Justice Amy Comey Barrett, Trump's last pick for Supreme Court, got $2 million advance for her book that will be coming out next year. If you were held at gunpoint, Heather, which of these two books would you rather read? Mm-hmm. William Barr or Amy Comey Barrett? I guess Amy. <laughs> you don't I think... mean, I have to wonder, like, I don't I want to, oh. <laughs> It'd be a tough hang on I either book. Barr would be horrible, so I can't. <laughs> just to look at, but let alone read. So. Kevin, for you, which one of these two books, if forced at gunpoint, would at you... At least William Barr's is going to be, uh, however accurate or inaccurate, retelling of a time that he spent. I'm pretty sure Amy Coney Barrett's book is about how she arrived at her judicial philosophies. Yeah, yeah. Which seems like a specifically dry hang. Mm. Um, so yeah, probably Barr's. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't like either of them all yeah, that no, much. No. I'll just pretend I read one. Yeah. Take the cliff notes and then let you know. Uh, all right, we'll move on today. Uh, this is sort of a strange one, but this is another guy I wanted to highlight here. This is from Variety. Earlier this week, the Songwriters of North America launched their first ever Sona Warrior Award, giving it to legendary songwriter Paul Williams as their inaugural honoree. Uh, Paul Williams, for folks who don't know, is the long-running president of the ASCAP. Uh, He's an Oscar, Grammy, Golden Globe-winning uh, songwriter. He penned hundreds and thousands of songs for tons of artists, including Rainbow Connection, uh, Rainy Days and Mondays, Old Fashioned Love Song, We've Only Just Begun. He also is featured on the Daft Punk album, Random Access Memories. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, And I just think this is an underrated musician who people aren't totally familiar with. And I was really happy to see him get an award because he's been a huge advocate uh, for music creators, keeping their rights in the digital age and helping out songwriters from being exploited. So really cool guy. Uh, and he's been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes, which I think is interesting for musicians, right? It's not, this guy was never super famous, but he's been behind the scenes for 30 years and is probably way more important than people really know his name. Well, that's where all the actual, like, money and control and all that stuff exists, you know what I mean? That's all the, all the people that actually play the instruments and actually write the songs. Yeah. Uh, throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, he also helped lobby federal legislators for increased relief to music creators. Uh, and inspired ASCAP's efforts to provide resources and support its songwriters and composing members. So, really cool stuff. I also remember him from a movie in the 1970s called Phantom of the Paradise, which is a really terrible, like, Phantom of the Opera, like, takeoff. Mm. It's horrible. Horrible, horrible. But Paul Williams is in it. He plays the Phantom, and he's kind of charming in a weird way. Uh, All right. We have to... Uh, bid a sad farewell to the most popular celebrity couple of the last few years. That's right, folks. Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez officially separated earlier this week. The performing sensation and the former baseball slugger, who have been a couple since 2017, have called off their two-year engagement and will focus on remaining friends. I thought they were adorable. I thought they were. I think it's really impressive. Which I feel like she... A-Rod did such a good job, like... 
reestablishing himself as a likable guy in mm-hmm. the media. And I think the Jennifer Lopez thing really made him like even more popular. I think yeah. it, he was back. Yeah. I do agree that A-Rod and Jennifer Lopez's publicists earned their money. They like, certainly yeah. is, <laughs> I do agree that they earned their money. The plan looks like it worked. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is uh, tougher for, A- uh, for A-Rod. J-Lo is going to be totally fine. I'm sure A-Rod will be just fine, too. But I feel like uh, I feel like I would take if I'm picking a side on here. I'm always taking J Lo's side. I feel I like J-Lo. almost never. Oh. I'm taking I'm taking Alex. I'm taking J Lo. I love her. Yeah. I love I'm not. Her. I, I'm, no. I'm, I don't, you know what? I don't think anybody's. I don't take a side in this. Oh, okay. I don't care what they do. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. But I can't take A Rod's side in good faith either. No. <laughs> uh, so I found this list, Heather. I thought you'd appreciate this. Uh, well, I didn't think Kevin would like it. I thought you and me oh, would oh, like well, it. Oh, well, that's nice of you to think of me. I like to write stuff for you too, not just oh. for me and Kevin. Now These, one tier. Uh, these <laughs> here's a list this is from slice.ca it is the most famous celebrity couple of every year from 2020 were you familiar with Sophie Turner yeah. and Joe Jonas no Who's Sophie Turner? Sophie Turner is from the Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, that's what I thought. Uh, How about in 2019, it was Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. So the Jonas is going back to back here. Mm. Wait, these are like the hot couple? The hot couple of that year. In 2018, it was Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Mm, True, I know them. I'm familiar with them. And then, of course, in 2017, it was J-Lo and A-Rod when they first got together. So sad. We'll just blast through a couple of these. uh, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. I could Mm. do with seeing less of them. I'm a little tired of them. Somehow, I'll tell you what, I got a lot of respect for John Legend. Oh, yeah. Um, Deeply underrated in his time as a musician. Uh, Somehow, they've managed to... A great example of the sum is more than the whole of its parts. Yeah. Because neither of them individually were, like, super famous. Yeah. But then they've come together as a unit, and now they're famous for, like, being them. So I respect the hustle. Mm -hmm. Are you not a supporter of them? No, I love them. Well, how do you feel about 2015's Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani? The greatest thing I've ever seen. I feel like this is the opposite of what you just said. Both of these people were pretty talented, and somehow when you put them together, I find them less talented and less interesting. Um, I think just... it gets to a certain point where people have to start talking about hard truths with Gwen Stefani's <laughs> talent level. Um, and uh, Blake Shelton's just not really, uh, whatever. Uh, 2014. Diamond Dozen, those country guys. Oh, I want to get a beer. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> true. Truck. Me too, man. Uh, 2014, George Clooney and Amal um, uh, Al-Mudin. Mm. I mean, they're both very attractive and George Clooney... Yeah, she's like a human rights lawyer for yeah. the United Nations. Shout yeah. out to George Clooney. Good for you, George. You could flex any harder and there he goes just... There. Yo, 2013, another breakup. Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. I don't know anything on that. Whatever, man. <laughs> I'm just going to scroll back a little bit farther because I want to see the last time J-Lo was on this list because I know for a fact she's on here. I want to say it's all the way back when she was with Ben Affleck. I got to find it. Jay-Z. Oh, there it is. 2002. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. So twice on this list. Jeez. I mean, I feel like A-Rod's the... W- I would take A-Rod over Ben Affleck if I'm here. Affleck's kind of sad. Everyone's uh, got that athlete style. I'm I'm not sure which fella I'd pick. I don't. Know. <laughs> I wouldn't pick it Affleck. Seems like they both be a problem. Yeah, Affleck's like a drunk, right? Notoriously kind of a drunk. At least A-Rod doesn't. I mean, substance abuse is tough. You know what I mean? You're taking on a lot to, to join him with somebody like that struggling. A-Rod probably takes good care of himself. He just seems like he has no personality. He just seems That's like he I probably feel. only thinks about like himself. He's like a weird <laughs> yeah. narcissistic robot. Uh, this is something I pulled up for Heather as well, but Kevin, I think this is more in your zone. Uh, earlier this week, you can go to dwell.com. Uh, after years in the making, the Tekla, which is a eco-friendly model house, that's 3D printed out of clay and designed to look like a wasp's nest was unveiled. 
For folks who can't see this, you can go to dwell.com to read it. I showed it to you guys, though, because I think I wanted to see your thoughts on this. This 3D printed house, it sort of looks like two big giant balls next to each other. It does. Why would you think of me wanting to live there? Well, because you're like an outdoorsy person. No, I know. Does this appeal to you in any particular way? No. I still like live in a house. Well, Kevin, let me ask you. What are your thoughts on the 3D? outdoorsy person when you think about this indoors? It's like two balls. I feel like that'd be something you want to live in. It does look a little bit like boobs. From the yeah, top. Yeah, it looks like boobs. It no, does look a little like boobs. I mean, boobs. it's interesting. I don't know if I'd want to live in it. Well, this is the future of house building, guys. I mean, it's not mine. 3D printed housing. I mean, I see this all... I'm kind of fascinated by the 3D printing, and I always wonder, like, when are you going to see stuff like this, like, in reality as opposed to just concepts? I feel like you'll never see this in anything but just a concept. And this I probably is... have to live in a dry climate to live in that, too. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many questions about yeah. the cost and about the stuff like that. I think you'll see, if it's cost efficient and yeah. cheaper, I think you'll see it a lot quicker than you expect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once we get to, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Some stuff. I'd like, I'm just guessing more than anything else, I'm just sort of curious. Like, I feel like with stuff like this, it's like whenever you see like a fancy, like, like a Tesla new car or something, I feel like once they show it, it feels like a really long time before it's ever a reality. I feel like with all the 3D printed houses, I see lots of stuff on the internet. The reality of us seeing like new technology for houses build is like probably farther away than we give it credit for. Uh, I mean, we see new technology for for home building pretty often, but as far as like scale printed, you can 3D print it yourself wherever you want. Yeah, that's probably a little ways off. I was gonna do this bit was essentially for if uh, Heather didn't show up, Uh, so I can't imagine Heather's gonna want to do this. Uh, so we can skip past it if you want. I guess we're getting Great. toward the end here. But uh, the Washington football team came up with a list of names to replace their nameless team. I was going to run through a few of them, Kev. Did you want to read some? Uh, you want me to read them? You want to read them? I'll read them. I'll see your thoughts if you like any of these names. Okay. All right. So at the moment, the Washington football team has no name. I think they should stay that way, mind you. I think that's kind of cool. Just be the Washington football team? That's what they were last year. Okay. I think it's kind of cool. Uh, but they don't They don't want to do that. So here's some of the names they're picking. Guys, what do you think of Washington Aces? Trash. No. How about the Washington Ambassadors? Trash. Anchors? No. Trash. Archers? No. no good. The Armada? Mm, not into it. The Aviators? No. Don't like it. Beacons? Who's coming up with Worse. This? I mean, they, they came up. The Belters? No. no. The Washington Brigade? Nope. nope. The Commanders? Definitely not. The Defenders? Sounds Certainly like they're going not. out of space. Too generic. Sounds like they're going out of space. The mm-hmm. Demon Cats? The best thing we've had That's... so far. That's... <laughs> This is the winner. I think if they're going to call themselves the Demon Cats, they should take the Washington out and just be the Demon Cats. Demon Cats. It's true. First City Football Club. Do they they play in Washington, D.C.? They do play in D.C. The D.C. Demon Cats is awesome. The D.C. Demon Cats is very good. How about the Griffins? No. Griffins. No, no. The Guardians? No. It's all kind of boring. The Icons? Very bad. The Majors? No. The Monarchs? No. I mean, Monarchs yeah. implies kings, right? Yeah. Mm. It's a weird imagery for that. It's the football fans want, right? That's true. <laughs> the pilots. No. How about the Washington president? You like that one? No. Razorbacks? I think Razorbacks would sell, though. Razorbacks isn't so bad. I like Razor. I can see like kids liking that. Uh, Razorbacks is okay. Uh, I like Red Tails and Red Wolves. Uh... Renegades is kind of crummy. None of these Renegades are good. Renegades is very bad. It's like a 90s thing. Yeah, Renegades feels very 90s. Like a Canadian 90s team. <laughs> okay, so how about Riders? The Washington Riders. No. They're just going to ride? No. Okay. Like just riding by the cruisers. We're the cruisers, guys. <laughs> this one This one might be the worst. 
The Rising. No. Washington Rising. Like it's a like it's a Christopher Nolan no, movie. No. Terrible. That's horrendous. Uh, Royals is already a baseball team. The Rubies. No. What? I don't know. Uh, the Swifts. The Washington Swifts. I imagine this is after Taylor Swift. Uh, these are all terrible, by the way, Washington. Do better. Uh, the Warriors, the Wayfarers, the Wild Hogs. Does any of this... This is all so bad. I think Demon Cats seems like the winner here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... I think they should cancel the football season until they figure it out. <laughs> so Uti- Don't play any more football. Uticast approves Demon Cats <laughs> and Demon Cats alone. That is it. All right. Uh, we have made it to the end here. Before we go, I'm going to have a... I have some mailbag questions for you. Uh, we'll only do... We'll do two today. Uh, no, let's just do one. But I'm going to do two different versions of it. Okay, so Friday, this weekend, uh, HBO's next big Hollywood release straight to streaming is coming out. It is Mortal Kombat. That's right, Friday, Mortal Kombat comes out. Uh, so I have a question for you guys. Heather, name any character from Mortal Kombat. Um, Sub-Zero. Boom! Excellent. I know all of them. I love Do you know more? Yeah. Do you, do you, who else you got? Scorpion. So yeah, Scorpion and Sub Zero. There's um, the Sonya. Sonya, yes, Sonya um, Blade, yes. Oh, I can't remember. That. Oh, you're doing good. No, no, what oh, you got? I'm forgetting now. The, the red guy and the guy with the hat. <laughs> the red guy and the I will accept the red guy and the guy with the hat. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, my, for you. Kevin, who's your favorite Mortal Kombat character? Um, in concept or in playing? Concept. I like Sub Zero. Yeah. Sub Zero. I like Sub Zero. I might be a little bit of a cheat. I always liked Goro, the forearm guy. Oh, I yeah, thought he I was super cool. Him. Oh, I'm going to play with the boss. He always loses, <laughs> though, in the movies. Like it, You know he's going to lose in the new movie. He always gets, looks like a jerk. He looks cool and then gets beat. It's kind of a downer. Mm. Give me a whole Goro origin story movie. That's Give me Goro looking cool. Give me Goro looking like a normal character. That'd be great. Uh, all right, and I guess... Uh, no, nah, that's enough. That's enough mailbag questions. We'll save the other one for next week. And before we go, we'll take a look at our Spotify lists. Highlighting a song. Heather, we actually made a Spotify list with you this week. You put some songs. You want to talk about one of the songs on your list for us and why you chose it this week? Probably Vance Joy laid on me because... Um, What's Vance Joy sound like? Acoustic guitar. Acoustic guitar. Yeah. Okay, cool. My okay. um, That's my and Kez's favorite song. It's kind of like our morning song. We turn it on and we dance around the dining room and that person. Oh, Except nice. I don't record oh, it. Sweet. That's sweet. That's amazing. No, that's, so that's like he way. loves it and he always wants me to pick him up. If you were recording it and putting it on TikTok, I would argue. I would dislike it more. No, I, 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 I would like argue it. whether you were doing it for yourself and your son or whether you were doing it for other reasons. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, very no, good. We, that's, that's cool. That's my. That's our jam. Mm. Kevin, any song you'd like to highlight this good week? Good question. I don't have my phone, so let me see. Let me look at yours here. Um, so I put, uh, I might change up and throw a Prince song on there, possibly, mm-hmm. but I put Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting by mm-hmm. Elton John in there. Um, yeah. Not because it's a good enough song. It's fine. Um, we played it out this weekend. And we accidentally played it about 25% faster than it's supposed to be. And, like, it opened up the second set. And it was, like, an absolute barn burner. And mm. I really enjoyed it. Like, we we torched the place on an Elton John song. And that's sort of, like, a rare <laughs> thing to do Elton for Elton John. We do a couple Elton John songs in the set. But that was a lot of fun. Um, it was a highlight of this past Saturday night. Returning cool. out to the gigging world. So I put that in the playlist. Uh, you already heard me talk about Prince. I put Prince song on there. It's the anniversary. Uh, I also put... I also discussed with you guys, what did I say earlier? Uh, Paul Williams. So I put a Paul Williams track from the Daft Punk album on there. Mm. Uh, but one last one I guess I'll highlight because it also came out on this day 
1996, April 16th, the debut of Rage Against the Machine's Evil Empire album came out mm. today. So I put the song Down Rodeo on there uh, because one of my it's my favorite Rage Against the Machine album. And it's almost 30 years old now. Yeah. Good for that. It's crazy. Like we've written so old, man. All right. That's it. We've gotten to the end of the show. Thank you to Mark Simon for spending time with us here today. Mazel tov to him and Jill. Can't wait. Uh, to see the baby. I can't wait to see the baby. I'll see the baby when you guys are ready. Yeah, that's true. Whatever. Don't put too much pressure on the new parents. <laughs> Jeez. All right, you can follow Heather at Heather Was One. She's here in the show. I know. I can't believe I'm so happy oh, you're my back. wonderful content. Are you already ready to leave? You're like, I'm so tired of these guys. No, I'm not tired. I'm happy. Good. You can follow Kevin at underscore Kevin Sullivan. You can follow me at SF Doom, or you can just follow the show at Uticast. We are on Facebook, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcast, uh, Spotify, uh, Instagram, which I'm attempting to use more regularly I now. Instagram. I'm trying to. I feel like I'm done with Twitter. I'm like really kind of burned out. Twitter's garbage. It's the worst. Twitter's garbage. If I didn't have Facebook, is the worst. Facebook Twitter is, is certainly Twitter the worst, but I feel like my I've really I'm losing my edge with Twitter more than more than ever every day. No, Instagram yeah. is the joint. Yeah, Instagram is the joint. Even though it's a Facebook production, it's still yeah. Uh, that's it. Cyanar humanoids keep it tight. Woodstock lives. The tape machines are rolling. We are desperately out of time, and we will see you next week. Another episode of the Uticast. Stay safe, folks. We'll see you. Nature is healing. Nature is healing. Thank you.